We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. I'm Stephanie. I'm Robin. And we have a guest. It's Nutty. Hey, I'm Nutty Nuchas. What up? Uh, yeah. Hey. So you got me here on my least favorite season. Oh, this is it, huh? This, it, I think it, I think it was this season. It might have been last season, but this is the season that when the episodes were airing live, I said, nope. <laughs> and I stopped watching. Is it? Okay. Like these little silly stories of like Lorelai sending Luke off to go uh, camping because that these little stories that mean nothing that we would have thought were charming a couple of seasons ago. Are we just getting tired of, <laughs> of it? I or? think it's our characters are stupider than they used to be. Mm. Okay. They yeah. lost any character development. They lost, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know what is up with Amy Sherman and Palladino or what, because for some reason she thinks all men are angry and explosive. And like, what does that say about her relationship with Daniel? I mean, wait, what? No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's just like, you know, Luke can be completely rational and fine and yeah, he flips out over stupid things, but he was never the type of guy of like, I'm laying my foot down and I'm going to be toxic, you know, uh, <laughs> before. But then suddenly he's in a relationship with Lorelai and she's afraid of the moonlighting curse. So <sighs> that's what happens to her. Uh, Dean went from Mr. Sweet to, nope, I'm I'm a, a giant jerk and I'm going to pick a fight with everybody. And yep. Logan does the same thing. And Jess did this. Like every single guy, it turns into that. And Oh, who do we see do that now? Zach does that. I mean, (laughs) everyone does it. It's ridiculous. And, you know, yes, people have fights, but like not every guy acts that way. And honestly, ladies, if 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 you're you're still dating and listening to this, if you find a guy that's doing that, don't stay with that guy. Right. He should not be manipulating you by getting angry and you should not be afraid of them getting angry and alter your behavior because they might get angry. Obviously, like communication is a skill. I mean, even Davey won't even turn down the TV. I, <laughs> just toxic masculinity all around. Honestly, I think the only person that yeah. so far in the show uh, that has not displayed it is Jackson. <laughs> He's threatened to, but then immediately backs down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> Steph, what are, we, what are we watching this week? Okay, the episodes that we watched were The Prodigal Daughter Returns. Mm-hmm. He's Slipping on Bread, Dig. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Perfect Dress. <sighs> Just Like Gwen and Gavin. Mm. All right, well... As we all know, I divide these episodes up into chapters and I make stupid titles. So uh, the uh, first chapter of the first episode, The Prodigal Daughter Returns, I called Cherubble in Paradise. Cherubble. Oh, Cherub. Got Cherub, it. Cherub, <laughs> Cherubble. Uh, all right. So <laughs> we start with Lorelai being locked out of her own house, but it's only because – uh, Luke wanted to bring her in because with a glass of wine and show her the the place is done. But 
Lorelai is constantly having a problem with progress in this marriage. So she just starts mourning the workmen being gone. She wanted to have a party. Um, and, uh, yeah, Luke says, you know, speaking of, uh, you know, the, the sexes and, uh, you know, attitudes, uh, Luke says that, you know, I thought you'd be happy. And she says, I, I am. And sad at the same time. Ever been with a woman before? Yeah. Uh, I will point out that Luke added chains to the door of the house that is never locked in the safest neighborhood in the world. <laughs> and later on tells April, oh, you don't have to lock up your bike. It's a safe town. Wait, who's April? Uh, <laughs> so just the, pointing it out now. <laughs> I gotta say, as we're walking around this house, it, it is looking practically unrecognizable. I mean, the living room seems so much bigger. The bedroom, obviously, they made it so much bigger. It's gorgeous. And, yeah, it, it is. And was that fireplace there before? They just put a new fireplace in, or? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if they put it in or if they expanded it. I don't know because it, you know, it's funny when you go back and you look at the old episodes, the house looks a little more cramped. Yeah. But this is a giant house and I don't know how they did, how they expanded everything without expanding the footprint of the house, but it always did look bigger from the outside than it did on the inside. I want to know what are the other rooms upstairs in that hallway? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was really weird seeing them walk through a hallway to get to this bedroom. (laughs) We never really see the hallway. Yeah. Ah, geez. I don't know. One of them's got to be Kirk's room. I'm assuming. Um, Kirk sleep in Rory's room. (laughs) (laughs) So Luke surprises Lorelai saying, Hey, guess what? Moved in the, my grandmother's antique set. Remember you liked it five years ago. And Lorelai, since she is in a stable relationship and has no problems with uh, expressing her feelings, uh, says she loves it. And uh, that's when Ron Howard, uh, Ron Howard's <laughs> voice pops up. She did didn't not. love it. She didn't love it. Uh, so, oh, God, I was like, no. Um, so, question. What hmm. does everyone think of the furniture? I mean, it's not Lorelai's taste mm. at all. Um, I, I don't mean, know. It's with Lorelai, it's like the wackier the better. So you know, I, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't tell. You know, she can. She can one way look at like the little baby cherubs and think it's just the cutest thing. You know, and I can also see her looking at it and saying that's creepy. So I, I, I honestly feel like that furniture belongs at the dragonfly. If you look at the dragonflies stuff, the <laughs> only thing I'm going to say is, yeah, the antique mirror is actually like really like that's really expensive. Mrs. Kim would probably have a field day trying to sell that. Like oh, she would yeah. just be drooling over that. Um, but if you are sleeping on a historic bed frame, you don't keep the mattress. Ugh. <laughs> also like, like a the, simple fix is change the mattress yeah but also like what you just not gonna you're gonna downgrade the mattress without talking like it, the the yeah. bed is now smaller like that is yeah, the place the bed you is sleep smaller and i don't know who does like that's the other thing when he he's like oh i bought a house because i wanted to to start a life with lorelei but you never talk to her about it right uh i moved in this furniture for us but you never talk to her about it if my husband bought a whole furniture set without my input like no and if i bought a whole furniture set without his input no (laughs) like you don't make major purchases or major changes without talking i don't understand 
people that don't talk. I, I feel like by the end of these four episodes, I was so beaten into submission that I almost felt like opening up with a, a formal argument why Luke and Lorelai should not be together. <laughs> they yeah. Just, yeah. As much as I root for them, they just never talk to each other. And I don't blame them. I blame the writers. <laughs> I blame the writers completely. I have lots of complaints. I, I know Luke and Lorelai would talk to each other about several yeah. things. Uh, but yeah, starting with the bedroom set, I don't know. I just think that Luke would think more about Lorelai and, you know, it's a bedroom they share. Like what, what, what? Yeah. And anyway, she, she's like, but I, you know, she, she talks, she, yeah, she brings Sucky and Jackson over and, um, says what to do, asks what to do. And, you know, talks about like, Hey, you know, I, can I just give him this one little thing? But I don't know. It's like, it's the bedroom. It's the main, it's the place where you hang your hat at, in, at the end of the night. It, it, it's, you're supposed to be comfortable in your bedroom. Yeah. And you're both yeah, supposed to be. <laughs> right. And that is historical and heavy and nice as it is, is not comfortable. It's not cozy. I just think my main problem would be the bed. It just, it's too small. Mm-hmm. Uh, the paintings, I'd be like, whatever. This looks like a hotel room with these paintings. Uh, yeah, and the room is so large. Yeah, that it can use bigger uh, furniture. But it does make sense. Her longing to get new stuff for this new bedroom. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, well, I yeah. mean, especially like, and and what she said, I completely relate to because I'm still living that. Uh, the Everything was hand me down. Everything was chipped. Everything, you know, mm. we never, I've never bought anything new. Yeah. Um, you know, when she's, you know, she talks about how her bed was something that used to belong at the inn and Mia let her take it when she started her house. Right. So she's been sleeping yeah. on an old inn bed. I totally understand that. And I get that's why Luke said, you know what? She's been sleeping on this, this bed that she doesn't like. But she said she liked this other one. So, like, he's thinking of it as a romantic <laughs> gesture. My problem is that they just didn't talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, ju- you know, it's like, you know what? You don't like that bed. It's so, a- let's, so I've got this bed that you like. Is that something that you'd want to sleep on? Oh, no, that's smaller. And that's all you have to say is, you know, the bed is smaller. Why don't we put that in a guest room? Yeah. Because right. clearly we have other rooms. Kirk would love this. Kirk, uh, <laughs> Kirk would it would keep or Lane or Paris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, um, <laughs> we go to uh, Luke's, and Luke is poisoning Lorelai with baked chips and low-fat cheese. Uh, and uh, Lane is avoiding Lorelai's eyes, and she says something about Valerie Cherish. I don't understand who that is or uh, what that was re- referring to. But that's when Lane admits that Rory moved into her apartment, and I just wanted to say, I knew that, I knew it, I called it. <laughs> um, uh, didn't Valerie Cherish have a song? Hello, hello, hello. Is that what it was? No idea. Okay, I don't remember. I don't know who that is. <laughs> um, I looked up Valerie Cherish, and it's the comeback. Oh, but that's Lisa Kudrow's show. Mm-hmm. Is that was that on at the same time? No idea. I don't know. Uh, so, Suki, 
Sookie comes over to Lorelai's uh, and says, uh, oh, you didn't fix up the kitchen? <laughs> yes, that was the same time. <laughs> 2005. All right. Oh, okay. Um, and so, yeah, Sookie wants to see the creepy granny bed and they, she brings her up. Oh, it's terrible. You have to tell him. And like Luke loves this. Has has he seen it? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely didn't see that. So they come uh, back. Oh. I I I I will back Sookie up on the has he seen it because Luke doesn't like kids, so why would he want little cherubs everywhere? <laughs> but I will not back her up on you didn't do anything to the kitchen because that oven is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean that's a an uh, an old oven that. You can't get ovens like that. Like, are you kidding me? Uh, oh, so, she never uses it. So they come back downstairs, and Christopher is leaving a message on the answering machine about good news. Luke walks in, and Lorelai immediately turns the machine off. And just, I'm just like, come on. And she's, oh, no, no, it was a reflex. And Luke is just really searing mad about it. But his problem is, oh, no, no, we're not going to talk about it right now. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be uh, super you know passive aggressive throughout you know silently sulk through the entire dinner and uh, and what will be super apparent that you know it's they're they're fighting and he says we're not fighting yet. <laughs> I agree. You shouldn't fight in front of your guests, but you should excuse yourself and have a conversation. I also agree that. Laura, it being a reflex is actually the problem. Yeah. Mm. Just let it play and go, that hey Luke, this is the first time he's left a message. Yeah. And 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 this is the first contact. I have no idea what this is about. Then they could talk about it. Mm-hmm. That's how you work on your communication yeah. skills. I'm right. not doing anything wrong. If you're you not should... doing anything wrong, you don't need to hide it. You don't right. need to hit stop. And for some reason, Luke like thinks she might be lying about this. Because she tried to hide it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why he thinks that. And I, I don't mean to be an apologist for Luke here because he clearly handles it wrong and dies <laughs> in that old toxic, you know. Uh, accusatory. He's yeah. so accusatory towards her. Mm. He's just, he's so hurt by her hiding things about Christopher in the past. And, and honestly, I'm sure, Robin, you understand this, that when you have a child with someone, they are in your life forever. Right. There is no breaking up with that person completely. You are broken up romantically, but they are in your life forever. Right. <laughs> like they will rear their head even if they've been missing for a while, they come back at all of these inopportune moments. That's the fact of life and that is the fact <laughs> of dating somebody who has children. Yep. You have to deal with the children's parents. So everything blows up at the dinner, um, you know, the the whole thing about the answering machine. And then Lorelai, of course, brings out the whole fact that she hates the furniture. <laughs> and uh, Luke says, I wish you could be just as honest about your discussions with other men. And then he storms out and she says, oh, my God, enjoy Wisteria Lane, you major drama queen. <laughs> Which I was like, wow. I, I think I love the whole, like, uh, don't forget to trip over. Edge while wrapped in a towel. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. And of course, Jackson uh, thinks it's about his uh, it's about his meat rub. <laughs> Luke is secretly jealous. <laughs> I think that Sookie's response there is, "Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, it was. that was it." <laughs> <laughs> that was um, 
I think telling Luke about the cherubs then is actually the perfect time because that's going to hurt him the least because he's already pissed about something else. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. so. Just drop that on. So, uh, yeah, Lorelai brings Luke food. He's still got his apartment. Like, throughout this, these, these episodes, he's still got his apartment, which, which says to me, like, okay, we need a place where Luke can go <laughs> when they break up. <laughs> I feel like they established that he sleeps there when he's got early morning deliveries and things like that, mm. and that, that he's keeping it for that. Yeah. And I think also he owns that building. Yeah. Because remember, he was able to expand into the other apartment. So, I, you know, I think he just owns it. And there's, it makes no sense to sell or rent it out at this point for him. Uh, So, yeah, Lorelai says um, he won't be able to run away to his clubhouse when they're married. And she's, and he says, oh, yeah, when's that going to (laughs) be? Just like, ooh. And, uh, he admits he's never going to be okay with Christopher in her life, and Lorelai says he's got to deal with it because he's Rory's dad. And he says the only way this is going to work is if they're honest with each other and tell each other everything, and, and you they, know, yeah, something's up, something's going to happen. And uh, they make up, and they say, "Okay, no secrets." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, a good like, resolution. It's a good resolution between the two of them. It's great. I, I wish they could just stick to it. <laughs> It'd be amazing. When they're good, they're amazing. Yes. I like the idea that – I like the fact that Lorelai just kind of comes over, brings leftovers. They talk it out and then she kind of slips into his lap and everything's OK again. Um, uh, so – but <laughs> uh, – also, uh, Luke asks about Sookie and Jackson, and she says, I'm sure they enjoyed watching a show for once that didn't have Lala playing the guitar, which I was like, Lala playing, like, like I'm just thinking of guitars and Lala's. I'm thinking of Gilmore Girls. Lala, oh. <laughs> oh, Teletubbies. It's a Teletubbies joke. Yes. Uh, I was watching Teletubbies at the same time as watching Gilmore Girls because uh, I was living with my sister and my niece. <laughs> so uh yeah lorelei says so she did lie once uh she uh she was in fifth grade and she said erica estrada was her boyfriend um, well i mean come on who who didn't yeah and uh i'm just trying to think of when she was a teenager was that mid 80s like <laughs> uh, no because she she says it's um she gave a date. It was like 1984, right? Yeah. So she was like a preteen for. then. Um, I always, I always figured she was my sister's age. So. All right, yeah. that chapter is over. The next chapter is thanks again to Jess Mariano. <laughs> uh, we have uh, <laughs> like the best Jess episode. <laughs> yeah, just want to again thank him for his his work. Um, so. Yeah, the we got some stress going on at the Gilmore house. Emily and Rory do not. Rory does not want to eat, you know, with Emily. She doesn't want to be near Emily, and Emily is placing, like, just firing off with nonsense about consuming food at a certain place at a certain time. Oh, they're not speaking to each other. They're speaking to each other through the maid. They're yeah, saying, that too. Yeah. Consuela, tell my grandmother this. Consuela, tell my granddaughter that. So she finally, Rory finally says, well, I will be back in the afternoon and that's when I'll eat. <laughs> um, yeah, she's so, still doing community service. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as snippy as they are to each other, Emily is not wrong. You don't eat food in your room. <laughs> That's how you get ants. That's how you get crumbs. There is no eating of food in your room unless, like, it is a serious cry sesh. Right, right. Well, I think it's just basically she's just trying to force her to sit down with oh, her. Oh, I, I understand that. that yeah. Just, there are certain principles in my life that... Yes, and, and that's not, un, you know, unrealistic. That's not un, yeah. uh, uncalled for. That's the word I'm yeah. looking for. Mm-hmm. For Emily to, you know, make sure that nobody eats upstairs in their room. That's and it's very Emily because it's like, no, if you're going to eat, you're going to do it the social way, the proper way. <laughs> you know, It's <laughs> like we are having breakfast together as a family. Uh, later on, Richard meets the Colin Finn monster. Uh, they are just two people that have the names Colin and Finn, and they are definitely different personalities. Um, (laughs) Richard, (laughs) I have no idea. I can never tell them apart, and that's just my ongoing joke. I'm sorry. Uh, No, I love it. (laughs) I couldn't tell you which one's Colin and which one's Finn. (laughs) I know that they have names, and I know one's from Australia. Yeah, yeah, supposedly. And they're awful people, and they steal. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why would you leave them in your grandparents' house, even if you're fighting with them? Yeah, they packed up a whole box of Richard's humidors and his tennis racket. <laughs> yeah, and Richard he is... knows that they steal. <laughs> oh, yeah. R- Richard is stunned because like, he didn't even know Rory was moving out. Mm-hmm. And who are these people? So then we go to Lane's, where uh, Zach is being the worst. Um, just the beginning of a... Uh, ongoing thing this week um <laughs> zach decides to just rip up all the goodwill i have for him <laughs> just throw it out the window uh it, it kind of starts here with uh um just zach noting all the different things that rory is causing oh two paper towels yeah the cereal is much easier to lift when there's not so much in it <laughs> the shampoo and Zach yeah. is complaining about finances. Meanwhile, you can tell that he doesn't understand or know what their finances are because we've already seen that Lane takes care of the finances because right. he doesn't understand who uses what shampoo. He 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 <laughs> he doesn't understand what things actually cost money and what things don't cost money. Now, granted, right. why are you using paper towel for grilled cheese? Just use a plate. Just <laughs> use a plate, okay? Um, but that would but, mean you have to clean it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I grew up with a, a hippie mom. You do not use paper towel as a plate. You don't use paper plates. You use actual reusable things. Um, but I'm an old lady, so whatever. I, 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 I think I've mentioned this before. The first time I watched Gilmore Girls, I kind of identified more with Rory. The second time I watched it, I identified more with Lorelai. Uh-huh. Now I'm finding that I'm identifying more with Emily. Uh- <laughs> 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 it's like the three stages of life. Your three, your yeah. three Gilmore Girls watches. Although, um, actually, no. In my fourth Gilmore Girl watch, I am I am just enraged at everybody's privilege. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so uh, Stuart Waltz from the Stanford Eagle Gazette is uh, oh. calls and he's ready to give her a glowing reference, and um, you know he's just like kind of jokes. You're not the first to not get along with their. Herr Hunsberger, and uh, I'm wondering if anybody recognizes this actor. He, I just saw him on, uh, he's in the movie Election as the guy, the teacher that Reese Witherspoon, that Tracy Flick has an affair with. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nothing else what stuff? Else? Nothing else stuff? 
I don't know what. Is he in Buffy? <laughs> Nutty, do you know? I know. He is in Angel. Uh, no. Most memorably, do you? Can you place him now? No. No. He played a character named Count Karushu in the episode "Waiting in the Wings." Yes, he had. He was the count that was keeping the ballet running over and over oh. and over again through time. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, that memorable character. Come on, it's <laughs> like one of I the love best Angel, Angel episodes. No. Uh, apparently, he plays God and Preacher. Oh. So, I mean, Preacher fans are all screaming. They're like, Robin, how do you not know that that's God? Angel is a better show. I'll just say it straight up. <laughs> so, uh, I, guess, I guess that's going to uh, end the debate of is Rory actually a good writer? Well, apparently God said she was. So there <laughs> yes, you go. Yes. <laughs> and he wants to trap her in her in his eternal ballet. Um, do you know? And he was in Heroes. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Uh, uh, just I, a small part. I think he I was saw a Homeland some... Security officer. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, Lane tells Rory that she told Lorelai, and Rory's just like, "I, it's, it's totally fine that she knows." Like, Rory is letting go all of her anger towards Lorelai. It seems. Um, so we go back to the Stanford Eagle Gazette, and uh, Roz is there. Roz from Monsters Inc. And she points <laughs> out that. Uh, <laughs> Points out Rory to the arriving steward, and yeah, she just keeps kind of pestering him. She's here for a job. She brought a resume. She's got binders of writing samples, and he's got no openings, but it's going to work out, and he's going to hire her, and uh, and she's just going to wait it out. And uh, I got to say, I was just like, oh my god, this is like, this is like prime Rory right here, but it's also like she's so her daughter's her mother's daughter because Lorelai obviously can be endearingly annoying. A lot, and uh, this is this is Rory really kind of. I feel like she's like emulating it. Like she's just not going to give up until he gets gives her a job, and she's just going to annoy, 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 but be cute about it until uh, he does. <laughs> this angers me. This angers me. <laughs> yeah, so the, yeah. People don't do this. <laughs> don't, oh no, no, this is a this. TV show thing for sure. <laughs> yes, it's a TV show in real life. Do not do this. So, um. Years ago, even before 2005, uh, I was a, 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 an art director and I had working for me a fresh out of college uh, young woman. And this might be that kind of thing that she would have tried. I had to do so many like trainings with her to educate her on how to work in an office. Like, for instance, your mom can't call in sick for you. Right. Things like that, you know, uh, and if like this is the kind of thing that I would say, no, you're fired. You know, you are you are not getting hired. And um, this is the kind of thing that if somebody said, yeah, I've got this person, Rory Gilmore. Oh, my gosh. No. Like, she's great. She's got talent, but she's going to drive you up the wall because she doesn't understand. No. And if you tell somebody, no, I don't have any openings and they are camped out in your lobby which, you know, is trespassing. Um, <laughs> when you tell them no after you've hired them, they're going to do whatever they want. You have no authority over them. Right. So how do you know that they're going to listen to what you tell them to do? And especially if she's going to be working in a writing capacity, which, by the way, even, even entry level at a paper, you're not going to be writing right away. But 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Like you put her on copy editor. Ugh. I'm just. I, I am so frustrated because it's such entitlement. Because of course, then it works. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Rory's so great. He it's just forced to hire her because she just won't give up. No, like she, I he doesn't understand. have a position. He does. He doesn't yeah. have a position. He doesn't have a position. I can understand her coming to him and saying, I'm a great bargain because we'll work this as an internship. Let me be your intern, not Mitchum's. Yeah. Fine. Then that's something she can bring to him. But the, if I have to hire, if I hire you, I have to fire Harry should have been the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But okay. I think one thing we're not, we're just kind of avoiding. Nobody's really thinking about you guys realize this is Rory, right? I mean, she's the best. <laughs> Everybody loves Rory. They tell us she's the best, but then when we watch her actions. Um, so I'm going to share now. My, my husband, Tech, actually sent me a, uh, a very short summary of his season, his, his opinion on this season. Huh. My take on this season. Watch the nicest pair of blue jeans on TV. Use their privilege to make bad life choices while talking really, really fast. <laughs> Wait, yeah. wait, this season or <laughs> which season true, are you talking true. about? <laughs> it, it's it's every every season, but this season especially, <laughs> and the end of last season. Uh, anyway, we we kind of <laughs> we kind of summarized it. Uh, I thought it was cute, and I'm sorry you guys did it, <laughs> but well, I can understand that this doesn't later. work in real life. <laughs> it's going to come back later because someone mirrors this, and it's wrong. All right. So, the next chapter title for this first episode we're still talking about, <laughs> I call, <laughs> oh wait, that prodigal daughter? <laughs> uh-huh. So, into Luke's walks a little girl with a crazy bike helmet and asks a very busy Luke for his hair. She's doing a science fair project. She wants samples from the three different guys that could be her father. What? She rode her bicycle all the way from Woodbridge. <laughs> with a Hans device. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I wish I, I wish Stars Hollow was a was a, a real place, then I could actually know how far that is. We did find out this week that it's a half hour away from Yale, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so. but it, that could be anywhere. I mean, yeah. like I lived a half hour away from Yale when I lived in uh, Connecticut, so <laughs> I mean, they could be in Clinton. Who knows? Yeah, um, that uh, would be a far bike ride, by the way. <laughs> Luke says no, so she just steals his hair, snaps a quick photo, and says, wish me luck. So we go to a science... Well, how many laws did she break? Uh, none, because she's a kid. Well, she still broke laws. It just <laughs> won't be on her record after she's 16. Right, right. Uh, okay, uh, 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 Steph, come on. Yes. Medical laws right there? Taking oh. someone's DNA samples without uh, consent? <laughs> Fourth yeah. sample collection? Probably, yeah. There's a whole bunch of HIPAA laws because she then takes his picture and and then displays it at the science fair. (laughs) Yeah, HIPAA, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, the science fair. Uh, Luke finds her at the exhibit and sees two other angry-looking guys' faces crossed out and then Luke's face (laughs) is circled. Uh, So he's like, oh, yeah, it must be me. Uh, So he's like, you must be smart. And she introduces herself. Her name is April Nardini. And her mom is Anna. And he says, oh, I haven't seen Anna. In, uh, and she's like, oh, 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke has to sit down. He is overwhelmed. And yeah, this whole thing that 
Um, surprises and shocks Luke Doesn't even win the science fair The solar pizza oven one Because you know environmentalism <laughs> um, So he says Should, should I stay And uh, he's and er, he says Should I stay and she says why <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah he wanders Off confused So guys uh, Luke's got a daughter Now um, So he's obviously This is a huge Moment in his life so obviously he's Going to want to talk to the most important person And most person that's closest to him Um Right that like he's going to Want to like and he's also like Entering into a life with This person and Mm -hmm. Like that that makes sense Right like maybe not That day maybe the next day I can understand he's ready to talk About it but then Rory's home Hmm. Because that's that, That is the timing of it right yeah. So I can understand, okay, we can't talk about it tonight. But guess what? <laughs> you live with this woman. Right. You'll see her in the morning. Uh-huh. You'll see her the next day. You see her every day, throughout the day. I'm sure that there is a time that you can say, I want to talk about something. Can we make a time? Yeah. All right. I'm so happy about Rory. Well, Let's talk. I got the feeling that he... That it wasn't that he there wasn't no, the, the blah blah blah. It wasn't that the opportunity didn't come up. It was that he was so freaked out dealing with it that he was not going to talk to her about it. <laughs> yeah, which That's is a problem. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll put a pin in it. I'm sure it'll be like the next episode. Uh, all right. So the <laughs> next chapter is I call I, chapter I called aviation and reconciliation. Uh, we have uh, Michelle. Uh, saying that Lorelai uh, Telling Lorelai who is asked for a job reference uh, Let's see what else Richard calls your mother's missing The maid's fired There's uh, there's no new one And he received two fuzzy phone calls um, And also Rory's moving out And he didn't, she didn't say anything to him And, and uh, Yeah so uh, um, Let's see Lorelai tells Sookie her worries Why didn't I get Rory's cell, cell number Oh yeah because she didn't she did. She was all uh, like, like jerky about the whole cell yeah. phone number thing. So anyway, Lorelai leaves a message for Emily. Um, meanwhile, um, Zach is again harassing um, Lane about Rory. Oh no, Zach actually. Oh yeah, no, Lorelai. I'm sorry, I forgot I was following the track here. Lorelai goes to Lane's looking for Rory. Um, and Zach harasses her about the fact that Rory lives there And Lorelai then points out that he's they had band practices in her garage rent-free for like months Four so, years four, four years, yeah Oh yeah, that, they, she threw that out there I was like, really? Four years? Yeah Does that really, I mean, it must have gone by really quick I, I don't <laughs> No, it was happening, we just didn't see it <laughs> All up until the boat showed up yeah, And they the, had to move Yeah, yeah I was just like, was Dave and the band in season two? I guess so. I have to remind yeah. myself this is season six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, and the band didn't have a name for a long time. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it we... didn't become awesome until Sebastian Bach joined. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I'm and we go to a plane that Emily is considering on buying. And Emily is I love the whole thing that You know Richard is panicked because 
there's no maid and uh, yet the bed was still made. And she's like, nobody can, nobody believes I can make on my own bed. <laughs> uh, I also love the, I remake the bed normally after the yeah, maids do it because yeah. they don't do it right. And I'm like, oh, that, that is so Emily. So Emily is still burning from uh, the whole comment that I think Richard said at the 21st birthday party about how he doesn't want Rory to kind of have her life. And uh, so she says she's kind of sick of being looked at like a joke and she's sick of everything being her fault. And, um, and then she starts telling Lorelai, like, you know, the way she talked to me, you would have been proud. And I just want to buy my plane. Let me be frivolous and shallow, <laughs> which I, I got to say, <laughs> like just reading that, I'm like, ugh. but watching it, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I know. That's good drama. Yeah, yeah. This is like, to me, even though I don't like this season, this is like one of the milestones of Lorelai and Emily's relationship. Mm. Like, this scene is so powerful. Yeah. And and it's it's especially the last line when Lorelai steps off the plane. And yeah. you didn't lose me. You didn't lose me. That's yeah, that was great. And I mean, do we not I I'm pretty sure we don't see Richard and Emily for the rest of this <laughs> the rest nope. of the, Yeah. Um but you know, we'll see how it goes. Um They're mentioned, but that's it. Yeah. So, uh we go back to Lorelai's Lorelai's trying to play fetch with uh the do- Paul Paul Anka. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Paul Allen, <laughs> um, but he doesn't move, but he's not sick. I just want to say that the dog is good and we're all good and I'm, I'm good with the show. Yeah. I don't know why the <laughs> dog was sick. don't yeah. know what the, what the purpose well, it was so that connected served. with Lorelai that they were like E.T. and Elliot, you know, I, I, I think you're right about that. I think so much of Paul Anka's weirdness is just projection <laughs> from from Lorelai. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think the dog is like, um, you know, an emotional support dog. It, it gives her something to take care of when she needs, when she needs that and something to worry about when she needs to be distracted. And when she's happy, he's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so Rory calls and she says she got this job and she's going back to Yale and yay, everybody's celebrating. And all of a sudden she's like, mind if I come over? And it turns out she's pulling in and then they just run into each other's arms, uh, you know, dropping phones. And <laughs> actually Rory doesn't <laughs> drop her phone. I know did, but Lorelai drops hers. Uh, oh, it's just a cordless. It's not yeah. like it's a cell phone or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I was all mixed up and I was stupid. No, I was stupid. And she says, I love you, mom. And she said, and Lorelai says, kid, you have no idea, which I'm just like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're back. <laughs> Thank God. Yes, they were both stupid. Yes, they were both wrong. But Rory knew mom will take me back as soon as I do what she told me I had to do. And I did what she told me. So <laughs> oh there we God. go. Oh, my God. That reminds me of another mother-daughter relationship. Uh, I wasn't thinking of it that way. <laughs> oh, now what are we thinking of? <laughs> well, that, that, you know. Oh, that's what Emily would want. Yeah. <laughs> this is an yeah, Emily absolutely. thing. But I don't think Lorelai meant that. I don't know. Ugh. I don't think Emily would be happy if Lorelai said, fine, I'll do what you want me to do. She would still be picking at yeah. Lorelai because Lorelai would still not be the person she wants her to be. 
But in well, the I'm, end, she's not doing what Lorelai wants her to do. She's doing she's doing what Lorelai wants her to do, which is want to do it for herself. Yeah, sorry, yeah, Steph. <laughs> well, what I was I was thinking that Lorelai, I mean that Rory, like what was keeping Lorelai and Rory apart was Rory was mad at Lorelai because Rory was mad at herself yes. for ditching Yale. And once she got back on track, she's not mad at herself, so she's not mad at her mom, because, you know, Lorelai would have took her back at any time. Yep. Anytime Lorelai and Rory get in fights like this, like when she went to Europe with Grandma, Mm -hmm. it was because she knew her mom was right, and she wanted to avoid it. Jess said everything that Lorelai had said. Right. When he says... This isn't you. That's not the person you are. Why did you drop out of Yale? That's everything that Lorelai said. But hearing it from somebody who wasn't her mother is what she needed to snap herself. And honestly, I think Rory is just way too weak-willed because she needed Jess to say that to her. And then she needed to break up with Logan in order to do these things. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And why did she do all of those things? Because she became infatuated with Logan's carefree lifestyle. Like, I just think that she is so weak-willed and not right. her own person. She mm-hmm. followed what Lorelai wanted for her for so long. She made a few rebellious decisions, like going to Yale instead of Harvard so that we can still have a show. Um, but she never really makes choices for herself. And maybe that's what Mitchum Huntsberger saw. Yeah. And you know what? I agree that Rory is Rory is the worst. Rory doesn't have a personality. Rory doesn't make her own choices. But at the same time, Rory is in high school and internships are not about taking lead. And internships are not about you talking over people at meetings and interrupting. Right. It's about mm-hmm. observing and learning. It's when you are shadowing somebody, you're supposed to be watching them so that you can learn what they do. And then after they give you a couple of writing assignments, then you get to have your voice heard. It's it's not you not showing gumption. She showed gumption. She, you know, tr- tried to help organize. She did all of these things. She she got herself out there. I, I think that Mitchum was uh, actually, I think his plan was to uh, destroy her self-esteem and to prove that she didn't have it. Because if she had it, she'd say, well, you're wrong and come back the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I guess so. in that way he was right. But, yeah. but he knew what would happen because she was dating his, his son. And yeah. the women that date his son. And therein lies why uh, Logan is Bruce Wayne, whose parents didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, the last part of this episode, uh, this the first episode I'm talking about here, uh, is uh, yeah, we can set the date now, yay, hooray, and don't skip on the fries, we don't want to lose her again. And Luke is, of course, and he's in his own world uh, at the end of this episode. And uh, hmm. all right, so uh, next episode, he's slipping him bread, dig. And uh, my first chapter, I just called the Return of Rory. I'm gonna try to push through this. Uh, uh, Rory is just loving Lorelai's new bathroom, and and, and Rory is the greatest. She's gotten up early and she's made a list and she's taking care of business. Yes, and she just did. Rory's it. being Rory. Yay! <laughs> uh, um, 
and uh, you know, downstairs, uh, Rory is sh- sh- shoes Palenka because he's sitting on a table, and then Lorelai talks her into putting sugar on his on her toes and, to win Palenka over, and it does. Um, but it was a gag. She wasn't serious. She yeah. just wanted to see if she could get her to do it. But as we see <laughs> later, it backfires <laughs> because now he does like her better. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a projection of Lorelai. Also, Lorelai hits the boppet while grabbing a box of notes. Uh, That's a nice and I was moment. like, is the boppet going to come out? You know, I'm like, oh, they're reminding us about the boppet, aren't they? Uh, you know, maybe uh, Lorelai and Luke will be pulling it out at the end of the season or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I wondered <laughs> what the deal was. Was it, oh, we can't have Lorelai go into the closet to retrieve this hat box full of notes that she made for herself to talk to Rory about while they were fighting and her not acknowledge the bop it i don't right, know it right. was weird i think it was just like somebody's like hey remember the bop it yeah let's throw <laughs> that in as a joke yeah why is all of dean's stuff in here <laughs> rory you're still holding on to this <laughs> memory box memory boxes that's all that closet is right <laughs> yeah what does luke think of the memory closet <laughs> I'm sure that thing is cleaned out. <laughs> well, no, there's a hat box with memories in there, and there's a and it's so stuffed that she hit the bop it. I'm sure, at, like at some point, he's going to be like, "Why did? Why is there a box of Max Medina? I don't understand." <laughs> and 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 who's this Bobby Burke guy and or Billy Burke guy? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and what about Digger? Really? You yeah. Don't want, there's nothing to remember. What you 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 saved a beige napkin? Oh, I I gotta say, uh. Uh, my wife's been trying to catch up with with me on Gilmore Girls, and she's like last season, and I, I keep like walking through while she's rewatching, and uh, just all the time, it's just like a, um, a digger scene. I'm just like, oh god, wow, it, it was like forever with that guy. <laughs> do what not do miss you, him at all. <laughs> how do you think Paul Anka and Digger's dog would react to each other? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I need that spinoff show. <laughs> yeah, what is it with Gilmore Girls and just weird dogs? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, Lorelai is doing drum rolls, and and uh, yeah, Luke well, is happy she's back, but he's he's super uh, awkward. And I was just thinking to myself, did Luke not see her at the house, or was he just like, well, I'll stay at my apartment tonight while you guys do your thing? I'm assuming maybe that's what happened. I maybe, guess. yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> Rory asks, "What's new with you?" And he's like, "No, what? What, what have you heard?" <laughs> <sighs> and uh, yeah, I guess news from Woodbridge doesn't travel over to Stars Hollow because if you hung up a picture of Luke being the father of a child in the uh-huh. in the school in Stars Hollow, everyone would know. <laughs> uh, all right, so. Uh, Back of the dragonfly, Sookie ends up knocking out a staff member while coaching them. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's when Rory makes the entrance. She has a hyperventilation, and, uh, and even Michelle is happy to see Rory. And then he's like, no, no, she just surprised me, <laughs> which I thought was funny. That was adorable. I love that. But when Rory calls Paris, she does the vocal drum roll as if Paris is going to be super excited. <laughs> and then she starts telling her. That she's going to come back to Yale and she's going to be in the newsroom. And uh, and notes that it's quiet there. Paris says everybody's working through uh, Thanksgiving. But I, I actually expected more of a like, 
Paris kind of like going, excuse me? Like, <laughs> you're going to just assume that I'm going to give you a job here? I, I don't know. But I guess. No, this is prime Paris to me. I love her answer of, of course you're coming back to Yale. Of course you're coming back to the newspaper. You're yeah. Rory Gilmore. This went on way too long. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, I just love it. And and uh, I believe Matt said this, and I agree with Matt wholeheartedly. Uh, I am not Team Dean. I am not Team Jess. I am not Team uh, Bruce Wayne. I am Team Paris. I am Team Rory in Paris forever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's a power couple. <laughs> Next chapter I have is called Showcase Showdown. Um, so, uh, yeah, Lane says they're doing a showcase for the band. And uh, at the diner, and then she does this whole thing about like, it, you know, like a label is coming, unless it's a waiting for Guffman thing, and then they're like, wait, did we just jinx that? And let's unjinx it. And then jinx back, double pinky around the side, double pinky, jinx back, high, and then a high five. <laughs> Which uh, I love that Lorelai's like, hey, hey, wait, what? what that was super awesome. <laughs> I want part of that. Yeah, she was jealous. Um, and yeah, I like how the rest of that scene, like Lorelai's trying to convince her to like, like, oh, uh, and then finally it's just like, oh, the, the, I hope all this food is not cold. Like it's just heaps of food that gets dropped in front of them. Which they all eat off screen and then they eat a whole lunch off screen. (laughs) So yeah, Zach has a song called Stella. Lane's wondering where the song Lane is and Zach's like, nothing good rhymes with Lane. (laughs) Um, at Sophie's, Carol King is clearly tired of this band's BS until she hears Brian start playing the Lane song. It doesn't no, make no. her puke. I think Sophie is tired of Zach's BS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because she's only mad at Zach. Yeah. Well, they had that affair that one time, and you know. Well, I think she's are... really mad that anyone would ever think that. Because. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for sound check, band is setting up. Zach arrives late. He's got. He's Wait, changing Brian. Brian, he wrote a song called Lane. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I mentioned that. No, you started to, but I interrupted you with Carol King because I hate Zach. (laughs) Yeah, it's a nice sounding song. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't hear the whole thing. Um, So, uh, yeah, the band's setting up. Zach arrives late. He's changing everything. He brings in this guy named Joel uh, (laughs) for tambourine. He's got a headset mic so he can crowd surf. Lane is like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, Zach tells her not to be a huge mega bummer because you don't want to be a mega bummer, but you definitely don't want to be a huge mega bummer. So good stuff. Uh, at the showcase, uh, uh, Zach's mic doesn't work. And then he just throws the set list out and starts screaming orders when the curtain starts and then starts screaming at the crowd who are like obviously there for a show. And uh, I like how the crowd's having none of it. Right. They're like, you're the worst. <laughs> and then he kicks Brian. And then Gil tackles Zach. And I'm like, yes, pound his face. Get <laughs> him, Sebastian yeah. Buck. <laughs> Gil is the best part of that band because he's like, don't talk to band members that way. Dude, you're standing on top of me. And, like, you're not even a good tambourine player. Although he did make this excess comment about the only point of having a tambourine player is if it's a hot chick. Well, <laughs> it's nice, but 
I'm sorry, tambourine is freaking hard because <laughs> you have to have like impeccable rhythm. And if you, the best tambourine player, in my opinion, is Tim the Tambourine Guy. Google it; he's amazing. But <laughs> okay. then he tackles Zach when Zach has just ruined the show, ruined everything for everyone, and yeah. he's attacking Brian. And I'm all like, "Yes, Gil, that's what you do." Right. Well, the tambourine guy is the guy from the movie Dig from that band. Oh, Brian really? Jonestown Massacre. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Oh, I thought he looked familiar, but I, I didn't. I just thought yeah. he looked like a, like every guy standing in the corner at a club. <laughs> <laughs> I have the movie here to watch it, but uh, oh, cool! Today, I should have watched it, but I took a nap instead. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> You'll have to report back on that movie in a future episode. <laughs> okay. Uh, after we go to the alley and Lane tells Zach that they blew their big shot and he let everyone down. And then he says, well, that's probably why people in band shouldn't date. And, uh, Lane says, yeah, I guess so. Walks off sadly, but wow. Talk about like complete self-destruct. Like, uh, I, I don't even, this, this relationship goes up in flames so quickly. It's, it's unbelievable. It's <laughs> like the moment Brian wrote that song he realized, uh, one, Lane's way too good for me. She <laughs> deserves better. And two, Brian's better than me. But Lane's not interested in Brian, but he's a stupid man that doesn't understand that because, of course, all men turn into this on um, uh, Amy Sherman Palladino's shows. <laughs> but, like, all he had to do with the whole thing is I could see him saying, you know what, I'm not writing a song called Lane because none of my songs are good enough. <laughs> That's all you have to say is none of them are good enough. These are about people that it doesn't matter if it turns out to be a bad song and people hate it. I could understand not wanting to write a song about the person that you loved and then having people hate it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, that would be awful. By the way, that happened to Steve Jobs. He's named a computer after his daughter <laughs> and it was the worst computer Apple ever made. <laughs> Lisa was Lisa. The yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I can understand that. But, of course, he's a dum-dum and can't say that. He has to just be like, oh, nothing rhymes with Lane. Shut up, Zach. I hate Zach, <laughs> I hate Zach so much. Uh, all right. Next chapter I call Daddy Warbucks. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Lorelai, uh, well, she goes and uh, meets up with uh, – no, she gets a call and – he says it's, like, it's not a trick It's a 100% positive thing that's going to be good for the both of them And uh, she tries to guess And comes up with the idea that Gilmore Girls Is a uh, flugelhorn prodigy uh, Which that isn't it uh, So we go to Some place that's not Luke's mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe Westons-ish but not Westons yeah, I was like is that West? No it's not Westons Is it the place that Rory and Logan had Breakfast or lunch at a couple of seasons, a couple of episodes ago. I don't know. I'm I, going to assume it's not in Stars Hollow. Yeah, yeah, Is probably in Boston. I like that she te- she asks Rory before even considering meeting with him. I think yeah. that that was really good. I don't like that she didn't mention it to Luke. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, he, his news is his grandfather died and now he's rich and, uh, Gilmore girls is all set. You know, we're probably never going to see her ever again. <laughs> and, uh, now he wants to take care of, uh, Lorelai and Rory. 
and Lorelai says she's fine, and then she's going to ask Rory. And uh, yeah, Chris is super excited. So yeah, Lorelai tells um, Rory about. I am slightly annoyed at Christopher, and it just shows. You know, we say we've never seen any evidence of him being a deadbeat, but by their reactions, and it's like, well, it's dad, so it's going to be something's wrong, blah blah blah. Um, but also the fact that, well, I've set up Gigi, everything's set up. She's got a trust fund. Everything's taken care of. So now that that's taken care of, now I want to think about my first kid. <laughs> <laughs> like Rory is still an afterthought. Yeah. I don't know. I think he probably had the intention and, uh, you know, it was no, very. Intentions are wrong because he's not a good father. He is a deadbeat and Rory <laughs> is never going to be first on his mind. That's yeah. Uh, and you can say because uh, Lorelai raised her without him, but honestly, he didn't come around. He had right. 16 years of her life to make an effort. Okay, maybe when he was 16, he wasn't ready for it, but nothing was stopping him from coming and seeing her all the time. Nothing was stopping him from being involved in her, her life. He knew she existed. Yeah. He never even introduced her to his parents. Uh, yeah, I, I can't defend it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't, I, I can't defend it. Like, I'm not a Christopher hater, but it, it is the reality that he is a deadbeat. And this bothers me because he is still not prioritizing his firstborn. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, he should ignore his current baby, but there should, like, my brother has kids from different mothers. There is no, like, one is important, more important than the other kind of a situation. And yeah. there's a large gap between the, the kids. They're, they're both equally important to him. And they are part of each other's lives. And they are 100% forefront in his mind. And I can't imagine a parent that is invested in their kids ever behaving this way. Uh, all right. So Lorelai tells Rory about the grandfather situation. And she says, oh, no, no, it's, not, it's a death that nobody was sad about. Like Buddy Hackett. No one was sad about Buddy Hackett. I was just like, what is – what are you talking about? <laughs> no one I saw on the news. <laughs> this, I, I I just wanted to be like – I don't know. I th- This is like one of those like things like why are you being mean about Buddy Hackett? <laughs> like he's he's wonderful or he, you know, he was wonderful. <laughs> like, is there something we don't know about him? Was he really an <laughs> awful person? I don't know much about him. No, he was a you know like a raunchy stand-up comedian, but he was also like in Herbie the Love Bug, which is where I know him, knew him from. He's seemed like a sweet guy, big di- you know lots of Disney movies, and I don't know. Uh, I was just like, what? Okay, coming for Buddy Hackett there, Amy Sherman. Good job. Uh, <laughs> so Lorelai tells her the news, and uh, Rory gets an idea to pay for Yale to break from the grandparents' grip, and. Uh, she says, there's too many strings with these people, these people. <laughs> and uh, Rory worries that it may be a slippery slope, but she's going to call Christopher. So back at the anonymous diner, Chris is happy to pay for Yale, wants to pay for Chilton too. Well, too late for that. <laughs> uh, I, I was thinking, well, he could just give her a whole bunch of money to make up for the Chilton that she had to pay for. I don't know. <laughs> or I, I also thought... Wow, how sad is it? Like Lorelai might actually uh, could could possibly use some money. I'm I'm assuming you know even though even if the dragonfly is doing good, but I'm sure she's thinking 
like, how do I explain that to Luke? Like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, he does, you know, <laughs> like he didn't pay child. Did he pay child support? Nope. He didn't so. pay child support. He said he's he's never been there for her. He's he he was he was he would show up with like little gifts, but anytime he ever tried to pay for anything, like his check bounced. Yeah, remember yeah. with the dictionary, yeah. the books. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I so mean, yes, well, Lorelai has always been like too proud to take anything, and especially now she wouldn't take anything because, uh, I, you know, yeah, I can understand. She's like, look, my kid's grown. Mm-hmm. You you missed the time where you were supposed to be supporting her. Yes. I've already paid off Chilton. You know, that's taken care of. So there's not I'm not expensing I'm not bleeding money for Rory at this moment. And right. I can I can yeah, yeah. Like maybe maybe I could see her saying, Well, maybe you should pay her insurance premiums, you know, things like that. But what I don't like is okay, the first thing I, I was thinking when I saw when I saw uh, Rory getting that light bulb above her head about him paying for Yale, I all of a sudden thought, oh, my God, she's going to decide that she's going to be too rich, rich enough that she won't have to go to college and she can just make, be comfortable the rest of her life and, and do what she wants and not have to work for <laughs> something like that. But thankfully, she said, oh, no, he can pay for Yale. But I'm wondering, like, is the fact that Christopher is paying for Yale – ever going to be something we discussed with Richard and Emily. Uh, oh, you better believe. I, I really I, hope I so. I don't remember, but I'm sure that comes up. Well, mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls is notorious for having missing scenes. <laughs> scenes that I think that should be a part of the show, but... Uh, but the deal, the deal has always been part of the show. Yeah. yeah. Yes. A very important part of the show. All right. Uh, so we go to... Oh yeah, Chris says he's going to buy Lorelai a rolls for for the wedding, which uh, I'm I'm assuming is not going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean the wedding. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, next chapter, I called no secrets. Um, uh, so yeah, Liz is uh, using Luke's ovens for Thanksgiving. Luke is getting irritated with her bothering the customers with crescent rolls and all that stuff. And, and later on, uh, her rolls explode. The turkey's fine. She, is it is it addressed that TJ's not around? I, no, she acts like he is, but I think they just didn't pay him for this episode. Like mm-hmm. we get to the dinner table at, later, and it's the cast of Carnival, but it's <laughs> there's no TJ. It's like they filled I think in we're all these. To assume he's on the other end of the table. Yeah, yeah, he's sitting there somewhere. You'd hear him, but. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Luke decides to open up about April and. Uh, Liz says, oh, obviously, it, I know it's it's Anna. You're a serial monogamist, so who else would it be? And uh, Luke's like, I don't want to rock the boat. You know, we're on track. Everything's good. And uh, and then he starts saying, well, why do I even feel burdened about this? They're not reaching out. They're not asking for anything. And then he, then he did realizes, you know what? I'm just going to move on. <laughs> and uh, so we go to... Uh, the, this very short chapter, which is the end of the episode, happy Thanksgiving to everyone but Richard and Emily. Uh, we we have yes, the cast of Carnival. We have um, uh, the guy from Alien showing uh, aliens showing off his knife skills. Um, and uh, <laughs> and I, I'm just like, why are why are 
um, Liz and uh, Sookie both cooking this meal. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> why are they combining? Like, why no, is it? It's they said even with the the surprise extra guests because Liz failed miserably. Ah, uh, right. Oh, okay. So they're not okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, Her turkey melted. Did you know that turkey? <laughs> <didn't melt? laughs> so. As everybody's getting seated, uh, st- as we step into the other room, this is when Lorelai decides. Oh, sorry. I just realized there's another reason that Luke is keeping that place. Because when TJ and Liz have a fight, they don't want him showing up at Lorelai's house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. They're not going to be locking themselves in uh, Lorelai's bathroom. It's going to be Luke's. Okay. Um, so, yeah, while they step away from the table in the midst of everybody getting ready to sit down for Thanksgiving, Lorelai decides now is the time to tell Luke about the the whole uh, conversation that, that she met with Chris and here's what he's offering. And then surprisingly, and not surprised to us, but surprisingly to Lorelai, um, Luke's like, oh, that's great. He's her dad. He should be sharing his money with her and he should be taking care of his kid. And and, I, and and maybe it's even a surprise to him because then later on he's calling Anna. Yep. Um, meanwhile, Honor. I think it oh. puts him in, puts everything into perspective for him. Yeah, yeah. Because he realizes, okay, this this is how I feel about it. And if at that point, after he tries to call, and and you know after Thanksgiving he says, "All right, Lorelai, we need to talk. This is what I've learned. I needed to sort out how I felt about it. After you told me about Chris, I realized I need to be part of this girl's life. That's the perfect time to tell. And as much as I'm not happy about Lorelai not telling him about meeting with Chris before she met with Chris, <laughs> she does tell him on the same day. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that is improvement. So uh, yeah, Honor calls Rory. And she says, oh, what a drag about the breakup. Uh, you know, uh, Logan told me. And Rory's like, what? We broke up? <laughs> so both Luke and Rory both sit next to Lorelai for Thanksgiving, not saying what's on their minds. The the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, okay. Now we go to the third episode called The Perfect Dress. And the, the first. Which is two months later. Mm, yes, my first chapter is actually called Wait, it's been six weeks? <laughs> <laughs> because it, we, This is about the This is the Lane story And this is We discover Lane has moved home She's working at, with Mama And uh, then we soon discover It has been six weeks she, she, Since she moved home And uh, she's got to She's got to move on from Zach And they have a nice uh, drink together But And Mrs. Kim turns into a real person And Lane turns into Mrs. Kim Yeah right A lot of fun over uh, Her yelling at somebody about uh, James Madison's chair The chair from James Madison From a bedroom James Madison slept in or something like that Yeah Oh, And uh, Zach with his his grossness Comes in he's like oh you're not wearing your glasses and I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh man, I didn't even think, it didn't register to me that she was wearing her glasses before when they were playing in the band and stuff. And now, like now she that she's moved home. She was wearing them for him and right. he thinks he still has ownership. It, it just, F you. Oh, he makes me so angry. <laughs> he deserves so much better. So he yeah. someone like Gil. 
Just not Gil because he's happily married. I mean, I mean, I'm okay with Brian. I mean, you know, he seems like a nice kid. Uh, I'm not sure Brian is that interested. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, In anyone, not just I'm not yeah, making like true. any any attacks on his personality. I just Brian to me just seems like. He just doesn't seem to be interested in dating. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty much He's all. He's a nice boy. <laughs> all that happens with uh, Lane. Uh, the next chapter I call. Wait, Mrs. Kim drinks. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> in yeah, secret. The, yeah, yeah, they have a drink together. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got to close uh, all the hidden. curtains. And... It's hidden so well in the cabinet. Yeah. Well, and they never say it, but I know like there's a lot of like evangelicals that don't drink, but they never actually say what kind of church they go to so i don't know if it's like is she hiding it because her church says no and they do I great thought it was, or wasn't it seventh day adventist at least that's what college was yes Lane was going to oh okay yeah. you know the kellogg's the kellogg church. right they don't drink right oh i'm sure no i'm sure because uh you know they're vegetarian and because she's gonna make kimchi dumplings yeah, Seventh Day Adventists do not drink, and it's recommended a vegetarian diet. Yep, yeah. meat is permitted, but only following the biblical commandments and on clean and unclean food. Okay. <laughs> uh, so um, the other thing is, uh, I don't know if it's just these episodes since Lane's not really working at Luke's as much, or if this has been going on all season. But have you noticed, Robin, um, what some fans refer to as Mister Kim working at the? Luke's. Uh, I've noticed that guy since the beginning. I thought he was Caesar. Yeah. No. And then but all then of a sudden, a Caesar. young guy started being called Caesar. I was like, oh, okay, that's Caesar. He never has any lines. Yeah. And he never interacts with, and he never seems to be on screen <laughs> when Lane or Mrs. Kim are on screen. Oh, interesting. But he's always there, and you never meet Mr. Kim, and they never say that he passed away. They never say he's there <laughs> or not there, and it's like, Wait. <laughs> Mrs. Kim sent him away to work at the diner until she he can earn. But uh, we don't even uh, know money. that. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, next chapter I call, We Are Still Partying Because Things Are Back to Normal Because It Really Sucked That Bad Before. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, Kirk is uh, refilling his own coffee because uh, Lorelai did it once. And... Uh, <laughs> And that's when uh, Lorelai and Rory return from Atlantic City, and it's good. They did the, the they did the birthday party thing. Um, they apologized for all the late night phone calls. <laughs> what late night phone calls? Yeah, who did she call? <laughs> they didn't see Paul Anka, but they did see Tony Danza. <laughs> and then she gives Luke, Luke a Paul Anka which, t shirt, and which, she's like, "Wear it tonight." <laughs> I'm, <laughs> which I'm sure Tony Danza does put on a great show. Do you remember his? Uh, his talk show he had. <laughs> I, remember I vaguely remember that, that he had a talk show. Yeah, it was like short lived, but I mean, he's very entertaining. He's very charming. At yeah. first, when she goes, you know, it's a shame that Taxi never utilized his tap dancing, and I was like, wait, what? Wouldn't she? Wouldn't her reference be who's the boss? And then I was like, oh no, who's the boss did use his tap dancing? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they stalked uh, a doppelganger of Luke. Was a guy that was dressed like Dolly Parton, um, and not not the makeup though. But look at the chins. 
Yeah, why, why are we adding, you know, combining gay panic and fat shaming in one joke here? Thanks a lot, ASP. Yay. You're the worst. <laughs> Um, I love this show, people, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Do I? I don't know. I, I hate and love this show at the same time. <laughs> uh, it gives us a lot to talk about. <laughs> That's basically what it, what it comes down to. All good your things are, and bad things. All your faves are problematic. And as long as you can identify those things, you know, then you're not being guided by that subtle bias you know you 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 identify okay this is wrong and then i can move on you know i do the same thing with star trek and if anybody didn't know nuke was my idea of a klingon name so mm. you know i'm a huge star trek fan i will rip it apart this is how you know i love something <laughs> just before anybody's like why do you have nutty on she hates this show <laughs> <laughs> well i you know the uh, that'll be the first email we've ever gotten. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've emailed you. Uh, oh, you? Well, maybe me, but not the, not the podcast. Um, uh, yeah, maybe you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the podcast. Does it have an email address? Uh, yeah, it's we don't want to wait at, at gmail dot com. I'm not sure if you wanted me to mention uh, that mm. after. Uh, there you go, people. You can email in. By the way, I will what, forward the Maltinetti. I love that. We don't want to wait. Has like a really long email address. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a lot to type, man. We don't. We do not want to wait or want. No, it's we don't want to wait. Just don't want to not want to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so Rory is getting back in the car for a ride back to school, and. Uh, yeah, she's the Paul Ink is waiting in the car. He likes me better. A dog never forgets his first sugar toe. Um, Plus, she puts bacon in the laundry. <laughs> so, uh, my next chapter I call Inner City Pressure. Inner City Pressure. Um, yeah, Paris shows the proper way to enter this rundown apartment. The neighbors only look scary. Just tell the guests that they're a doo wop group. <laughs> Keep the door uh, locked. Keep the radio loud with Rush Limbaugh when uh, you're gone so people think you have they have guns. And also they have a barking dog on a boombox. Um, also, real gunfire sounds fake. You'll get accustomed to it. It's called Ghetto Ear. Okay. <laughs> I love Paris. She's being such a rich girl. <laughs> it's not that bad a place. I don't know what the, everybody's freaking out about. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot bigger than a lot of the apartments I lived in. Right. Uh, Paris said she had no money. And she was like, Rory, I need to know if you're in on this place or not. And Rory said no. And yet she still got a two bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you said, she knew. <laughs> she just she knew. knew. And she, then... she, she knew and she was willing to pay the rent for half a year without <laughs> Rory. Uh that that I, I will say that apartment is so big. Mm. It is so big for what they're 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 supposed to be in. Uh, my only problem is why are you unlocking every lock with the same lock, uh, key? <laughs> What's the point of multiple locks if they have the same key? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's a it's a skeleton key or something that only I don't know. Uh, yeah, Jonathan bounce, uh, pounces on Paris, and it's really like rough like i was like whoa like, what it's, the heck it's what is it crow maga Krav they maga. claim it's Krav maga it's not Krav maga yeah it's called pouncing on somebody and rolling around on the floor <laughs> they're uh, not actually doing Krav maga yeah uh so yeah rory is now using her i'm going to be 
you're you are going to listen to me and you're going to do what I say to do with the uh, professor that she wants to get into her class with. Uh, mm. Meanwhile, um, Logan has uh, um, hired a coffee cart to, to follow her around, which uh, I mean, that is that's some smart thinking. I got to say, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd be one over the ultimate Rory gift. Right? Yeah. Okay. So this it's, is Logan doing what Rory's been doing. Someone uh, says no, and then they pester you until you say yes. Right. This is gross. Uh, I get the coffee cart. It's cute. I'm really glad that guy got paid a lot of money because he probably <laughs> doesn't get paid a lot of money. Right. And he's probably treated very poorly normally. And yeah. Rory is going to be very nice to him because she's Rory. Right. But this is gross. <laughs> if, a, if a girl says no or a, a romantic partner says no, you don't send them more flowers than can fit in their house. You don't continue to contact them. You don't, you know... You 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 have to give them space. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's true. Yes, that's what Rory is trying to communicate. She's communicating poorly, but she's communicating, leave me alone. <laughs> but she's also doing it to the, the Stanford Gazette and now her <laughs> professor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Which, by the way, I, I remember having to get permission to go into a full class from a professor. And... You don't stalk them in the hallway. You make an appointment. You respect yes. their schedule. Because if right. you treat your professor the way that she's treating this professor, that professor is going to go, no, I'm not going to sign you into the class. I'm going to sign in the person who came, made, scheduled time with me during office hours, you know, when I say I'm willing to talk to students. Because if you are stalking me in the hallways, you're going to be the student that argues every single one of your grades. And I don't want to deal with you. Wait, I actually have an idea, though. What if Lorelai dated this professor? <laughs> would that be too much? I mean, it would be kind of hot, but... <laughs> I'd say inappropriate, but better than if Rory dated the professor. Ah, yeah. All I right. Mean... We, we go to the newsroom. And uh, I don't know if you guys are listening, but apparently Russ Tamblin is writing for sports. For this, oh, uh, yeah. This I noticed that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they're, these, they're, the casting is obvious, are obviously Twin Peaks fans. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, it's funny. Uh, Russ Tamblin. But maybe they, they're, they, they, the writers know um, him from West Side Story more than uh, Twin Peaks. Who knows? Um. So, yeah, Paris gives a speech uh, establishing her cold authority. And Rory's like, hey, you should uh, ease up a bit. And Paris is like, no, the best art is created under oppression. And uh, Logan arrives and Paris is uh, – yeah, he does this like weird thing where he like kind of like nudges her on the way by. That's not cool, man. That's not cool. No. Um, and, uh, yeah, he keeps like gawking at Rory while um, Paris is trying to talk to him. Um, all right. So, uh, Lorelai visits the apartment and, uh, hears about, you know, learns about the doo-wop group and, uh, it just keeps looking around and looking at things and saying, no, no, no. (laughs) So they go to the pub and, uh, Rory's like, this is how it's supposed to be, you know? By the way, my mom never said no to any of my slumlord apartments. (laughs) Only after the, 
the landlord started coming into my apartment. That's when she said no. Yeah, uh, yeah. She didn't do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I just, like, such a privilege. <laughs> just like, right. By the way, just so you know, that the area around Yale, that kind of an apartment, I've been in a hallway that looks just like that. And it was not, like, unsafe or anything. But maybe rich white people might think it's unsafe. That's very, that's, it's believable, except the apartment will be smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, I lost my place. Where is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Roy goes back to the apartment. Logan's waiting outside uh, and saying, oh, you can't live here. And uh, they they talk about how he broke up with her through her his sister, but he's like, no, I was just trying to... Uh, get her off my back about it. And, uh, and then he realized that maybe he wanted to break up because, you know, it was just too much drama in his life. Yelling at her, yelling at her at a bar. wasn't, wasn't something he wanted to be doing or, you know, be a part of, he didn't want to be that person. I don't remember what he says. Yeah. But. He said, um, it was a failed experiment. I tried to be your boyfriend. Yeah. It just didn't work. But he said, then he just couldn't stand them being broke up. Right. And that to me says, yep. It's over. Leave this person. They are not as invested as you are. They are not as emotionally mature as you are. Yes. Go. It's not run an experiment. The hills. Your emotions shouldn't be an experiment. And then him saying, I love you. Yeah. Shut up. Uh-huh. That's, that's emotional blackmail. Shut up. I just, no. Bruce Wayne, go back to Alfred. <laughs> she does not say it back. She says she's got an appointment and runs out of there. And, but when uh, she was talking to Lorelai about the, you know, when Lorelai was saying, no, 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 you can't no. live here. Is is that the point where she said, I have been living, you know, mm-hmm. in the pool house with mints on my pillow, waking up with my clothes pressed. Right. Yeah. She's lived that life and she knows she doesn't like it. Well, and, and she it knows was oppressive. It's, it's far too tempting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything that Lorelai knew. When Lorelai watched her come out of the limo in her party dress with all the rich kids laughing and she's kind of tipsy, that was the stuff that Lorelai was scared of. Mm -hmm. And she knew that that was going to be very tempting and destructive for Rory and that Rory needed to keep her eye on the prize. And when Rory went full-blown rich kid, she got very entitled. She stole a boat. She... (laughs) You know, drops out of Yale. She 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 lives the life of a rich kid, and you know, she, I think I this is one of the few times that I think Rory actually has clarity, and she's like, I can't live like that, right? Because if I do, I'm gonna steal a boat. <laughs> I'm gonna think I deserve to steal a boat. That's the worst part of it. Is she really felt? Because her feelings got hurt that she deserved to steal mm-hmm. a boat. And because Logan could get away with breaking into the uh, me- uh, the mess hall. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, is this Hogan's uh, Heroes? Yeah. What is it? The <laughs> cafeteria? The old yeah. cafeteria? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he could break in and not get in trouble. So she was getting uh, it sucked into that whole world of <laughs> I can I can get away with stuff like that. Exactly. Like the life and death brigade, which I absolutely hate. Um, <laughs> I really feel like that is that secret society of people that are 
above the Gilmores. We've already established that, you know, the Huntsburgers are far above the Gilmores, Mm -hmm. just like um, the Gilmores are above whatever Christopher's family's name was. But not his grandfather, apparently. Right. <laughs> um, but, but like, that there are levels. Hayden's, yes. There are levels amongst the, this, this rich elite. And that Rory was not at that level. She could have been. She could very easily become the trophy wife and become part of that. Mm. And she started to believe that she was. And then she got a Birkin bag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well... It's not often that, uh, which that... is a real thing, Jen. Yes, Jen Wynn said that I had no idea. I looked it up <sighs> when I saw this the first time. I'm like, "What the heck's a Birkin bag?" And then I saw how much they were, and then I saw how um, you have to make an appointment just to go to the store in New York City, um, <laughs> and that they have had people. Uh, they've called the police for people standing outside looking in the window too long. <laughs> Uh, this was back in the 2000s, but I mean, like, it is so exclusive. It is just... It's ridiculous. No. It, and it's not even that nice. Like, I, I had a sister who was very into bags, and I was like, so what do you think of Birkin bags when I discovered what it was? And she goes, ew, that's for old people. And I was like, okay, that's not even the point, but okay. <laughs> like, they're old lady bags. And, 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 you know, and... No one we know would ever be able to get one. I'm like, well, obviously. And now that I look at the prices, I'm like, I could fund literacy programs for multiple school districts. Yeah. Thousands <laughs> like, of dollars for a purse. Yeah, it, it, it's like from from twelve thousand to sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> for twelve thousand dollars, I could get an entire literacy program with training for a school district. <laughs> uh. <sighs> All right, we got to get back to the episode. Uh, so Sorry, Rory, I'm easily distracted. <laughs> Rory goes to therapy, and good. Uh, it's about time. <laughs> yep. And the doc wants to get right into it, but Rory's really cagey. She mentions that she spent the night in jail, like at Martin Luther King. <laughs> so she's yeah, like, no. "Oh God, Rory, really? You are no Martin Luther King. You stole a boat." <laughs> and then she's gets into what's the most the 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 thing that's hurting her at you know immediately and that's that that logan what, what logan said and that you know how, how how frustrated she is with him and i love you what is that i can't take running into him every all day i'm gonna have to stop drinking coffee i love coffee that was, <laughs> that was a that was yeah. a really cute delivery <laughs> that was like the best delivery there, every every now and then alexis bladell has like a moment and that yeah. to me was just perfect that is that is what a late teens early 20 something person reacts about their love life that is that is the the I don't want to call them hysterics, but like the heightened emotions of that age and time and the, you know, you're so upset over one thing and then you go, and I love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think really for this dialogue, she's got a mush mouth. <laughs> she does that. She always does. Yeah. That's just her. Like she, I don't, I think they cast her because she looks like uh, Lauren Graham. Mm. And they I, didn't. I think her for her line delivery abilities. I think a lot of her like weird line deliveries and her mush mouth, like the way that her words just all kind of string together. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that English is not her first language. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Keep forgetting that. Yeah. yeah, and and she didn't learn English till a bit later too, right? Like, wasn't she? She was past fourth grade, I think, hmm. which is like really the cutoff. Like the fact that she doesn't have an accent is really impressive. But every time I'm like, "Why are there no spaces between your words?" and then I'm like, <laughs> "English is not her first language." Oh, okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So it's impressive considering how late she learned English. Uh, my next chapter I have here, I titled Most Boring Episode of Springer Continues. Uh, and uh, we go to the Nardini house and oh. we get to meet Anna, who she was dating Jess's dad before, <laughs> right? Is, am I hey, not- <laughs> if, 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 if there can be a lookalike in um, <laughs> Atlantic City... I didn't count the chins on Sherilyn Fenn, but I was very happy to see her again. Cause when I, I Sherilyn Fenn, in the other episode, she had like a East Coast accent. And in this episode, she doesn't. So. Yeah, she, she was she's blonde, totally I believe. Different. And yeah, she's yeah. looking more like her, you know, herself. Um, I much prefer this casting. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I hope she... Ends up being part of the show till the end, but uh, probably not, I'm assuming. Um, all right. So, yeah, uh, Anna and uh, Luke have some tea and acknowledge the weirdness. And she says, you know, I didn't tell you because I know you hated, hated kids. And um, and uh, Luke says, well, it doesn't mean that I would have been like that with my kid. I still had a right to know. And uh, now that I know, I have to help. And, you know, he's like uh, some sort of monetary compensation for the last 12 years. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of pause here. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like the idea that Anna just didn't tell him because he acted like he didn't like kids before. I just, I don't know. It's well, but also she, the, the old grouchy Luke, she, that's how she knew Luke, the old grouchy Luke. They couldn't go to the movies before 10 o'clock. Cause there might be a kid there. Yeah. The, um, you know, he said, so what do you do? You sell clothes? You sell... She says, oh, you would have called this a... What What the hell you need all this stuff for kind of store? Right. Like, so... I mean, I can see where she's... Well, which, you know, a pregnancy is a big deal. That's not... Uh, but, I mean, I can see that grouchy Luke, she would expect him to to react differently than the Luke that we know now. So what? He still needs to know. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's how I feel. Like, I don't, I don't understand how you just don't tell somebody. And mm-hmm. like, just for like, so, I was like, okay, where's the real, where's the real reason? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, oh, he I, hates kids. Oh, okay. I have a problem with this too. Like, okay. If, if, if you get pregnant and you decide not to keep the kid, um, I don't feel you have to tell the person who impregnated you, especially if you've already broken up um, because your body, your decision, yada, yada. If you decide to keep that child. Right. I think that you have to. You have to. And you have to at least tell them, acknowledge it, everything. Um, Now, I did a little quick math. If Luke and um, Anna are around the same age as Lorelai, she would have been 26. When she got pregnant. So it's not like she was a teenager. And, you know, a 26-year-old guy who's like, I don't want to go to the movies with kids. I don't want to sit next to screaming kids at the restaurant. (laughs) Like, 
And we've all heard his jam hands thing, which honestly, he's right. Luke is right. Kids always are, they're sticky. They have jam on their hands. Why are they sticky? But and they don't make sense. But that doesn't mean that that's how, like he said, that doesn't mean that's how you're going to react to your own kids. Yeah. And I that, have three kids and I yeah. emphasize with every one of those points that Luke, said, Luke has. No way would I want to be in the movie theaters with a kid. No. Unless it's yeah. like a kid's movie. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Like I said last week. You love your kid, but other people don't love your kid the way you love your kid. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You think your kid is the best and no other kid is that cool. And man, if only all kids were like my kid. I mean, exactly. I even think that about my nibblings. Like, man, my nibblings are there. So cool. But the, I, I know that they're not cool to other people. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the beauty of them is I get to send them home to my brothers and sisters. <laughs> But it's 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 so unfair to have a child never tell the other person, especially like she doesn't say that she thinks he would have been violent or right. there's nothing about him that would have made her feel in danger or like he tried to take the kids away or anything. Honestly, I think like had she just said, you know what, I was wrong. And the longer I didn't tell you about it, the worse I felt about it and the more wrong I felt about it and i just said figured you know what maybe he'll never find out and maybe that was wrong like if she could have just said yeah i was wrong right mm-hmm. but instead she defends it with well you didn't like kids no you don't get to make it his fault if <laughs> he didn't know mm-hmm. i know and then it's just like especially when you live so close that you're gonna see him at a home depot yeah <sighs> and like, this is what why if I... he runs into that kid <sighs> what if he has kids that end up maybe wanting to date that kid. Mm-hmm. There's so many implications. And this is why I call it the most boring episode of Springer ever. Because yeah. there's no there's no conflict here. She's just like, yeah, you got a kid. We don't need anything. You're good. Yeah. Whatever. And he's like, do, he, and he's like, so I have an option of being in the kid's life. I want to be in the kid's life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, you know. It's like, okay, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, it's Gilmore Girls, and we have to have this somehow come back to Lorelai. So, this, you know, the major source of conflict is going to be the fact that Luke is just not telling Lorelai. And, yep. and, uh, and, but everything else is like fine. It's everything's fine. And, um, and yeah, I mean, Luke has this moment where he looks up her website and sees all these younger pictures of her. And, super, you know, of course, she's super cute, you know, growing up. And um, and then all of a sudden sees the back brace and wants to know what's going on with the back brace and wants to have a relationship. And and Anna's like, it's okay if April's okay with it. And and that's it. <laughs> it's like okay, all right. Well, that's not that's not the drama. I guess I don't know. It's 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 Luke finding out. I, I, I don't. It just seems like it's such Luke like being a, a dummy and not talking to Lorelai. Yeah. Like if, if she was giving him drama and, you know, and it was like, well, you can see her, but you better not introduce her to any women or like something <laughs> yeah. weird like that, you know? Yeah. All right. But, uh, uh, the la- the, more on that later. Uh, the last chapter is really the main part of this episode, which I called Wedding, Wedding Wiggins. And um, so, yeah, Sookie's trying to plan the wedding. Lorelai's not too, too particular. Luke Luke butts in only when uh, Lorelai's like, I don't need to wear white. 
But Suki like puts her foot down, says she's the BFOTB, and uh, she's going to be planning the wedding, <laughs> and he doesn't need to be any part of it. Uh, Which uh, just sexism, okay. sexism. You sexism. dumb idiot! You stupid man. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, and he want, but he wants to be part of it. He has yeah. ideas, and he keeps trying to give his opinion. Like I understand that there are some men that are not interested in being involved in wedding planning. Uh-huh. Um, I I am not married to one of them, right. but uh, <laughs> I understand that there are some like that. But if if somebody clearly has an opinion, they should be involved. There is not a step of the wedding that I did not discuss with my husband because it was our wedding. If we're paying for this thing, we're going to both do it the way we want to do it. This is not like olden times where, you know, the, the, the bride's parents pay for everything and everything's decided because she doesn't even really know the guy, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. It's 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 not a here. Take my daughter. She eats too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it it's just and I just I don't know. Did Luke and and Suki ever get along? <laughs> Is that their thing? Do they are they just the people that fight because like they're jealous over Lorelai? Because that I mean, does happen sometimes between romantic partners and best yeah, friends. Like, yeah. is that their thing? Is that why they fight? I don't even know if they're fighting. It's I don't just think like he so. just he, she just puts her they foot bicker. down. He, he... They bicker over everything. They yeah. bickered over the turkey. She she's like, Oh, do you want to go get Luke so he can carve this turkey? I was like, Oh, that's really not uh, you know, yeah, surprising. Yeah. She actually wants Luke to carve the turkey yeah. and then she's criticizing him and she takes over. So what was the, the whole performative <laughs> have Luke come in here nonsense? Like I just don't get it. They always bicker. And if they're not bickering, she's watching him bicker with Lorelai. And then she's happy. <laughs> Yeah, and then Suki's like, let's set a date. We're going to set a date. We have to consider every single guest. Nope. All their think different things that they're doing. And Luke is just like, that sounds crazy. <laughs> and, and it gets let's, shot let's, down just for that that as well. <laughs> let's consider Lulu, but then tell Rory after the fact that you selected a date. You know, know without right? checking with her. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, so yeah, we we head to the streets, and uh, Lorelai and Suki eventually st- uh, stumble upon this boutique where there's the perfect dress, and it's their size, and it's on sale, and everything. It's like you know the stars are, uh, the, you know the sun is shining on this place and this dress, and it's the perfect thing. And suddenly, th- they race right through all the wedding prep, and Luke gets to hear about it afterwards. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's uh, June 3rd And uh, suddenly uh, it starts snowing And oh, it's a sign No, it's not a sign, it's weather (laughs) (laughs) There's no such thing as suns Lorelai and her her snow Yeah, but wasn't she mad at snow last year? (laughs) That was a brief That was a brief moment Yeah Meanwhile, then, then Lorelai tells uh, Rory about how easy the wedding planning happened, and she's feeling weird about it. And uh, what if it's so easy because it's a sign that it shouldn't be easy? <laughs> and Rory's like, stop, you're being written stupid. Just <laughs> <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> Agreed. And, uh, and then, then, then we go to Lorelai with the dog... Like, look at the dress. What? What's wrong here? <laughs> oh, the dog! Wrong. It looked like it looked like Paul Anka was growling at the dress, and she yeah. was like, "Yes, I knew it. I knew it." Right. But no, he was growling at his toy that was inside the closet behind the dress. The red pump. 
I said, yes. Oi. Yeah, yeah. Those looked ex- that looked like an expensive shoe. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Rory calls and says she's officially crazy and uh, says what happened with Logan and the therapy. And uh, now she's got to see the doctor once a week for two months. Um, and then Lorelai's like, just don't do any pills. Tom Cruise will be upset. So, <laughs> okay. And uh, um, Lorelai then says, remember to blame it all on grandma. Because <laughs> Lorelai's very self-conscious about the fact that, you know, daughters talk about their mothers in therapy. They're very anti, uh, very anti uh, mental health care. Yeah. Like she makes a comment about, oh, don't go on pills. Yeah. And I know she makes a joke about Tom Cruise, but like, and the I don't shrink, know, maybe I'm the shrink, sensitive. Your head shrunk and- yeah, maybe I'm sensitive, but that was like very old fashioned, like way old fashioned, even for 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher would not approve right. of their, of their stance. Uh, although she would approve of um, Rory going for weekly sessions because yes, she needs it. And when is Lorelai going for therapy? <laughs> Uh, and Luke, it, maybe they should be in couples counseling. Uh, yeah. That's a great way to start a marriage, actually, because then you learn the community. Obviously, you have communication skills. Your communication skills are lacking. You don't know how to talk to one another. So if before you get married, you go and you work with a professional that can help you learn how to talk, then you can get through these things. I mean, didn't Paris and uh, Jonathan do that? Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they did. They learned how to communicate. Yep. Uh, so at Lorelai's, uh, Luke says he needs to talk to her and Lorelai comes down in her wedding dress and he's like, oh, it's bad luck. And she's like, well, you're the person that I need to have see this. If there's no such thing as signs and it's just weather, (laughs) then there's no such thing as it being bad luck to see the bride in the wedding dress. I don't, you know. You know, Steph, there's, I, I'm very skeptical, but there are certain things that I, I would still like just not well, take a chance I, on. <laughs> right. And I would, I would want it to be a surprise for my husband. What my yeah. Yeah. Look like. I think if, if most of all, I'd be like, I just, I don't want to see that now. I want to see that coming down the aisle to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't remember. I, I didn't send a picture to my husband, but I don't think it was 100% a surprise. Mm. Because we did talk about dresses and, and me shopping for them. But technically, he saw it before the wedding because we walked down the aisle together. So. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, um, but I think that this is really cute. And I also think that a lot of the wedding traditions are, like I said, they're very old-fashioned from a time that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like, well, why do we wear white? Because Queen Victoria wore white. That's mm-hmm. the only reason it we wear white. It doesn't have anything to do with virginity. <laughs> yeah, and virginity is a social construct anyway, and yeah. it's a BS wear way of the, keeping women down. Wear whatever you want to. It's your wedding. You're paying what, for what, it. Why, why, why do we not make men prove that they're virgins? You know, I mean, like this is it's it's such patriarchy BS. Mm-hmm. But like uh, everyone says, oh, the night before you're supposed to separate. Let me tell you, and this is my advice to anybody who's getting married, do not separate the night before your wedding. If you normally sleep in the same bed, or even if you you sleep in the same bed, often sleep in the same bed the night before your wedding, and you're going to feel so much better because when you wake up that morning, you are full of nerves the entire day. But if you wake up with the person who you're going to spend the rest of your life with, you have a little reassurance before you go off and do all your prep work. Listen, I'm- Top tip. 
I'm glad that worked for you. And uh, this is coming from a guy that's been divorced once. Uh, <laughs> so we'll just have that caveat. But uh, I got to say, I remember the, the morning of my wedding and, uh, you know, waking up at my friend's house and just getting ready. And uh, yeah, I was full of nerves, but I was also like, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then that moment when you see her, you know, walk through the doors and you're standing there waiting for her, it's just, I don't know. It's can't be. It, <laughs> It, it, it can't be beat. It's, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely cherish that. <laughs> I, uh, we, we woke up, we had breakfast, we, uh, went our separate ways. He and his mom and I, uh, we went to the beauty salon and he and his dad did whatever they did. And then we met up at the church and I'll tell you, <laughs> we got there. He still had that moment because when I saw him, I'm like, why do you look so angry? He's like, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I feel so much better that you're here. And he's like, I was so antsy, waiting forever. I was like, I'm, I'm way, way early. He goes, Yeah, I got here an hour and a half early. I'm like, Well, that's your problem. <laughs> but it was, it was really cute, and and you still have that magical moment. It was just, I would have been a nervous wreck. Maybe I'm being selfish. I would have been a nervous wreck the night before. I couldn't sleep anyway. So, all right. Okay. So anyway, back to wedding. Back to the. Uh, so yeah, Luke is here to talk to her about the child and, uh, and again, you know, she's happy and he's not going to tell her now. So end of episode. He could have, Yeah, he could have, he made her feel calm. Everything was good. That's actually the perfect time. Yeah. But, or, you know, the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. not like he hadn't been seeing her all these other days. Ugh. He Next saw up. her between Thanksgiving <laughs> and her buying a dress. Next episode, <sighs> Junless, just the yeah, Junless, just like Gwen and Gavin. And uh, the first chapter is uh, flattery will get you nowhere. Unlimited coffee will get you everywhere. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Did we already talk about this? Wait a second. Did I just mix this up? I don't know. The coffee cart? Yeah. Coffee cart was the last episode. Oh, my God. Oh, we didn't talk about the coup. Yeah. Yeah, there's still the coffee cart is in this episode because she goes to the bar for the meeting with the uh, the Yale uh, newspaper guys. People. Oh, my God. They- I mixed this all up, guys. I'm so sorry. Okay. Okay. Just a couple things that I wanted to mention. Okay. Uh, that I have in, in this and also um, the newsroom chapter. I got it mixed up. I, newsroom chapter I called Get Me Pictures of Spider-Man. I just thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, first of all, the dragonfly is doing a syrup tasting. And I was like, <laughs> kind of like, Connecticut, whatever. Uh, See, and I roll my eyes at them like, ew, it's disgusting. I can yeah. never have cigars and marshmallows again and that's so yeah. gross and it's like it's a thing like any <laughs> any like wine tasting is like that or oil tasting or bread t- you know whatever there is it's a thing just get over yourselves they're paying you a lot of money so the thing that happens here is logan talks to uh lorelei oh yeah and he says i know him you're not i'm no yeah i know i'm not your favorite person right now and lorelei goes through a gigantic list of all the things that Rory has dealt with since meeting him. Like every single one of those things is his fault. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, 
some of and and I'm got I'm kind of glad he was just like yeah yeah I'm I'm responsible for a couple of those things. <laughs> uh, I I don't like the fact that you know the, I mean he went along with the yacht stealing he probably played a major part in it, but it doesn't yes. mean that she didn't. But like nothing, she was, was forced to. I don't know how when she drunkenly got out of the limo in her party dress. This all started when she started dating Logan. I don't know. I just think it's a... Which led her to her grandmother's house, which, you know, led her to dropping out of Yale. Uh, I mean, I can see why Lorelai blames all of this on him. Or... I don't think it she's right, though. Uh, I, I can't. It, Rory made a lot of stupid decisions on her own. <laughs> yeah. I, I back up Lorelai in this act of he may not have caused her to do that, but these are the things that she did when she was with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's not healthy. Rory is not in a healthy place. Rory is not taking care of herself. She's not making good decisions. So if she's not making good decisions, why would we try to return to the trappings of bad decisions? You know, it's like, uh, you know, they, they will always say, you know, if, if, if you make bad decisions with certain friends, you know, like if, if you're a drinker and you're in rehab, they tell you not to hang out with your friends that you hung mm-hmm. out with when you were drinking. If you are somebody that got involved in antics, um, you know, like bad behavior, you don't hang out with those people. It may not be their fault, but they're mm-hmm. the people that you did these things with. So it's going to feel very comfortable to go back and do those things with. Just like we said, why does she not want daddy to uh, pay for an apartment and have her living in the lap of luxury? Because it's too easy for her to fall back into the, the, the self-destructive behavior that she was in. Logan is part of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's nothing. <laughs> I, 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 it doesn't have to be his fault. It is 100% Rory's fault. But I, if it were me, if it were my niece, I'd be like, no, you're garbage. You're not good for her. I just, uh, I don't, I, I see, I see his, his immaturity at, you know, at the, you know, with, with Jess and all that, uh, uh, pretty big smudge on him. But other than that, I thought he was supportive and he didn't bully her into making any sort of choices. Uh, he just offered a lifestyle that, uh, uh, she, you know, took advantage of and, you know, it seemed like before all of a sudden he's getting pressured by his own family. It seemed like she was he was going to be trying to get her, you know, back into Yale. But I don't know. I, I... He he had all intentions of helping her get back into Yale, but she just lazily just was not. It just she didn't, didn't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. When he said this, happen. he said the same thing Jess did. He said, this isn't you. You're going to want to be back here. You're going to want to be back in this space. And that really is what attracts Logan to Rory. Like, he was fine being broken up with her. And now that she's back at Yale, he's suddenly interested again. I'm not saying that it's Logan's fault. I actually think it's not Logan's fault. It is 100% Rory's fault. But I can understand that a parent would be like, yeah, but her worst time was when she was with you. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, they they both agree that they hate his dad, though. So, yeah. <laughs> and somehow she writes a letter, which I just disagree. She shouldn't have done that. Yeah, there's this whole, and you just kind of know the whole letter gag. Like, you know, 
Lorelai wrote something like, Rory, don't set, don't tell him that you're reading, you know, don't read this out loud. Let just sit here and enjoy this moment. And then she wrote, she probably wrote like something that Babette said to her. And then (laughs) is he still watching? This is hilarious. Isn't it? You know, that kind of thing. I just, I just assumed that was something like that. That's what I figured. Uh, anyway, uh, get me pictures of Spider-Man. Uh, Paris, uh, is drilling her writers. She's using a magnet system. Um, so she doesn't have to do any extraneous glancing. Uh, and so the newsroom writers form a war council against Paris <laughs> and, uh, uh, and they don't trust Rory cause she's in Paris's pocket and yeah. Rory offers her coffee cart. And mm-hmm. then we go back and Paris has made caps with numbers for everybody. And yeah, of course, Rory's number two. <laughs> Like she's totally in her pocket, but, uh, and she tries talking Paris out of it saying, Hey, people are super nervous here. And, uh, Paris goes back in and says, it's not going to be any easier in the real world with people losing jobs in print. And, uh, would you have done the same thing if you were, if I were a man, (laughs) which I was just like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, and then, uh, Suck it up, but get to work, or else there's the door. So she really like just lays down the hammer. It's worse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my only question is, where's Doyle? I don't know who. You mean Jonathan? Jonathan, yes. Where's Jonathan? <laughs> I figure that Jonathan's one point five. <laughs> I figure that that Jonathan's graduated and he's maybe in graduate school. He's he's just doing a. Well, he's doing column. a column. Yeah. 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 But you'd think that he'd still like observe some of this and maybe say, uh, Paris, what, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next chapter. I called Luke. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> so Luke is exhausted, but Lorelai is fully caffeinated and getting everything done. Luke says he's got nothing going on today. Just the usual. And uh. Uh, at a park, Luke meets up with April. Um, <laughs> she said, what are we doing at a park? You like parks? He was like, no, I just thought kids like parks. No, I, she's like, she, you know, when he, she came in and he was like, you want to color? Oh, isn't that cute? I haven't colored in years. <laughs> like she's, she's not a kid. bothers she's, me though. <laughs> do what? The, that line though. I am coloring. I haven't colored in years. That <laughs> takes me. Kids don't talk like that. Even precocious, advanced kids. They don't. <laughs> they would just say, "I'm I'm twelve. I'm I'm not eight. I don't yeah. color." Yeah. Which I'm sorry. I I never stopped coloring. But you know, I know some kids stop. But <laughs> like, I just. But you're right. He doesn't under. He he's like thinking she's eight. You want to go to a park? You want to go bowling? You want to yeah. color? <laughs> Yeah, I love when he meets up with her. He offers his hand, and she's like, "Oh, that's the, how the avian flu spreads." Yes, <laughs> but like she's not like him at all. She's yeah, very she's, brainy. Yeah, is this cousin Oliver? Are we seeing the birth of cousin Oliver right here? Mm. Late season, young precocious kid. So, do you guys know the actress that plays April from anything? I didn't look it up. Okay, so. I didn't realize it was the same actress, but there was a show on, I think, like ABC Family called mm-hmm. Switched at Birth. It's yeah. a very teen thing, but it's really good because um, 
It's about uh, the, these two girls. They're switched at birth. They're they're given to the wrong families. One of them's deaf. And so being deaf is a really big part of the show. And, and the actors that play deaf characters are actually deaf. And all of the actors on set learn to sign and everything. And it's, it's amazing. And they even have like a couple of really great episodes that talk about like deaf history and deaf rights. But she plays the other girl. She plays Bay, And she develops, she's like, she develops into like this amazing, like uh, actress, and she's so good and very captivating. And you're like, wow, I I I want to keep watching this show for her. And then I found out she was April Nardini, and I was like, how is that the same kid? Like she's totally <laughs> long bottoms. I mean, she really does long bottom. But uh, I looked her up. So apparently, she does a cameo on Parenthood, which is Lauren Graham's other show. Uh huh. Uh, and she had a regular role on the comeback, oh. <laughs> which is that, <laughs> that other reference. And yeah. it was at the same time it was on air when that reference was made. So she was in that show. So I don't know if that's like a, uh, like, like they were making that reference because she was going to be in the show. I, I don't know, but they like to do stuff like that. So I thought that was really interesting. And um, apparently she was in two episodes of six feet under. Oh, uh, Yeah. There's, a there's a lot here. of like um, shows that, that we, you guys and some of your listeners have a uh, history with, including Dexter. She was a regular character. She was Rebecca Mitchell in Dexter. I think that was John Lithgow's daughter. Oh, Nice. Yeah. I've, been, I've been wanting to rewatch at least up to that season. <laughs> yeah, that's what that once that season's over, it's a great series finale. Yeah. Stop there, you're good. Yep. Uh and it, it 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 comes full circle. I think it works really well. Um but anyway, so I just wanted to share that like she is really uh quite quite good and apparently she's in this show called The Dead Girls Detective Agency. I've never heard of it, but that sounds interesting. Huh. Mhm. I agree. Um, okay, so we go to uh, Anna's house, and Anna is, I guess April's so smart that she wants April to, uh, Anna wants April to watch something stupid on TV every once in a while. <laughs> um, and uh, Luke Shaw- Oh, I'm sorry. One quick question. What's Jess's last name? Mariano? Mariano. Yeah, that's her last name. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Vanessa Mariano. That's funny. I knew there was another connection. Anyway. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Luke's like, oh, the diner might be too busy for her to come by. He was making, he made plans with her to come by the diner. And he's trying to get out of it. And she's gets really upset with him. Like, you're either all in or you're all out. And, they, and uh, he's like, oh, it, it'll be good. It'll be good. Never mind. And she says, it better be. Which I was just like, okay, here's more. Of what I want from this, like this is this is more of the like you know at least at least she's being like kind of protective of her kid, you know, and not just like you know we're all good, no problems here. Uh, so Luke calls Lorelai, says he needs to talk to her in person. Lorelai's like, hey, can I wait till tonight? And he's like, well, are you coming by the diner at all today? <laughs> Which. Uh, is right across the street from where she is when she's talking to her. Uh, and she's like, oh, no, no. So meanwhile, at Luke's, April pulls up. We mentioned before, it's a safe neighborhood. Leave your bike just sitting there right in the middle of the sidewalk. 
but don't to, but don't talk to the post to the uh, post Mailman? person postman post <laughs> mail carrier. Is that this what they're looking go. for? Yes. <laughs> Stewardess. I don't know what to say here. Uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah, April gets to work with salt and pepper shakers. Uh, and, of course, Lorelai walks in. Who do you belong to? Oh, my father owns the place. <laughs> what? <laughs> so uh, Luke takes her outside and she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and- okay. I just think it's very weird that Lorelai is so like it's all about her like you're you're so shocked that your fiance you know failed to tell you this Uh, not that oh my gosh this is huge for Luke and his world yeah I just I just feel like it's very self-centered her reaction I think her initial reaction I think she handled it really well yeah, luckily she didn't blow up in front of the kid. Jeez. Well, that just goes to show what a good uh, parental type that she is. Like, mm-hmm. like there's yeah. people who are around kids know how to react around kids. It's like, yeah. you know, uh, if you're at a party or something and a kid falls down, all the parents don't freak out. Mm-hmm. And all the non-parents or the people that aren't used to being around kids freak out. Because <sighs> the non-parents are like, no, just keep laughing and then the kid will be fine. But if I freak out, then they're going to cry and they'll be hurt. Yeah, the kid... Feeds off of your energy. Exactly. So if you're <laughs> if you're used to being around kids, you're just like, oh, okay. You know, kid says something really funny, but it's inappropriate. You have to hold that laughter in until you go to another room. Uh, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's hard. Uh, but but like, I give her a lot of credit for how she handles it. And then she go they go through the list, and then she starts spinning, which is understandable. But yeah, you're right. It's like where, where's the how. This is this. What is this doing to Luke? Because that's not the kind of person Luke is. Luke is not the kind of person that has kids he doesn't know about. Outside, Luke admits to Lorelai that he found out about April two, two months, months ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. That's that. What? That is ridiculous. That is just because it's January now. It's not. This is not Luke. This is. This is. Mm, no, no, I refuse to believe that Luke would just be that. I, I, I understand he has problems communicating. He he did some self help though, so we he should know a little bit more. Uh, no, even not two Zach whole figured months. out. Even Zach figured out how to react to Lane telling him that she liked him in less time <laughs> than it yeah. took Luke to to. to Actually, it didn't take that time for Luke to tell Lorelai because he never actually did because she found out in the worst way possible. So, yeah, Rory comes home with lots of gifts and uh, lots of laughs about the letter. And uh, Lorelai is just sitting in the kitchen stewing that Luke, again, has a 12-year-old daughter and has known about it for two months. And Rory's like, hey, sometimes guys are dumb. (laughs) And this says nothing about your relationship. Gwen and Gavin went through the same thing and made it work, and they're still together. And uh, Um, I had no idea. They're not still together, though. I'm sorry. They're not. (laughs) They did not make it work. Nope. Uh, Next up is the chapter Carnival Knowledge. Um, Lots of just funny Stars Hollow stuff, really. It's – Church bells at 312 in the morning. I would kill Taylor. 
Did they break those church bells? <laughs> uh, town meeting about the winter carnival and uh, uh, Kirk uh, sets up a uh, monitor for Taylor to broadcast from uh, some place in Maine, apparently. Um, da, 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 and Kirk is taking over and Taylor rambles and everybody walks out. Why uh-huh. is Taylor's nephew up at 3.30 in the morning? <laughs> no idea. To throw ping pong balls at his head. <laughs> He's probably mad that Taylor's being too loud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's probably sharing a bedroom and it's like, why, yeah. are, why are we up? You yeah. do do head. You do do head. Uh, Kirk talks to Lorelai about her booth. He doesn't want to be embarrassed by it. And she's like, it's going to be okay, I promise. And he's like, well, here's all the times that you broke a promise to me. <laughs> and yeah, Lorelai sucks. And then he, and then he asks uh, a guest that's just arrived at the Dragonfly if he thinks that getting your fortune told by a dog would be, like, good. Like a, a good by the book. way, that's the syrup guy. That's another one you put in the wrong episode. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? <laughs> wow. I'm only laughing because it's like Robin is usually, like, on top of these things. Uh, I have geez. no clue. Okay. Well, I've lost my mind. Um <laughs> That's fine. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Taylor is in disguise. He bumps into Lorelai. Lorelai promises not to say anything. She doesn't. Uh, and and we, we go to this carnival setup. Zach being mopey. Lorelai's like, life moves on. He's like, Lane's moved on. Uh, and then Kirk, <sighs> Kirk is setting up a tarot card booth next to the dog swami booth because, you know, my girlfriend says tarot cards are real. So we have to have the real thing next to your... Let me tell you, people would love a dog swami booth. It would be the most popular booth at the carnival. (laughs) It really would. PETA would pick at it, but it would be adorable. Uh, So we zoom into the winter carnival where Kirk is checking for counterfeit tickets and a German... By the way, at least you're honest about, like, we're just collecting money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Taylor is talking German and then French. Uh, uh, Miss Patty uh, easily spots him and just keeps walking. Lane has a booth and some guy is there. Uh, Land her. Oh, some really, a really handsome guy. Really handsome guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, a person lands a bean bag into a hellfire bucket, and the prize is a note that says, "Hell is waiting for you, sinner." <laughs> so. Uh, Zach follows this guy to Babette's bottle toss game. Maury's not there because she made him drink all the soda. <laughs> and she didn't use the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Babette and Miss Patty are my favorite townies. Oh, uh, that's best. <laughs> and anything that Babette says that has to do with Maury is hysterical. <laughs> Uh, so Zach challenges this new guy against uh, at, at the bottle toss and uh, just is super aggressive. Knocks all the bottles down. Uh, tells him, "Welcome to Stars Hollow." Welcome to the SH, bitch, or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Then Stars calls Hollow. SH. <laughs> calls him the uh, Asian George Clooney. Uh, then Zach goes and yells at Mrs. Kim for putting Lane on the market, and Lane and Mrs. Kim's like, "That's her uncle Joe." And explains how, like, she's, like, the oldest in her family or something like that. Yeah, her her parents had him late, maybe. Yeah. 
And uh, then his Mrs. Kim. His last name is actually Kim. The, his name the, is the Chase actor? Kim, the actor. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, then Mrs. Kim gets And he in... played Johnny Kim on Magnum P.I., the remake. <laughs> and agent, FBI agent Jason Kang on Hawaii Five-0, the remake. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he was on the Orville and, yeah, all the remakes. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Kim gets in Zach's face and says uh, she's not going to get into his way, which I was just like, give it to him, Mrs. Kim. And then I was like, what? <laughs> okay. I'm not going to get in your way. All right. <laughs> yeah, because if she gets in her in his way, then Lane will, Lane will want him more. Yeah, I guess Just so. let him be an idiot and then you're good. Oh, she's a smart cookie. I didn't even think of that. Um so yeah, Lane gets her fortune from uh, Palanka, and uh, then Luke calls Lorelai over to talk and says he didn't know how to tell her for two months. And uh, Lorelai says they can make it work and uh, she can help. And Lucas says he's feeling super overwhelmed. June third is just so soon. And uh, Lorelai says, "Well, we can pro- postpone it." And you know, I don't want you to go in all jumbled up. And Luke's like, oh, that's so good. Is that yes, going to be he's okay? So, he's and she, so relieved and she lies and yeah. says, yeah. And the narrator pops up and says, it wasn't okay. It wasn't okay. The end. I so, missed that scene, by the way. Was that in the previous episode? Did I mix that up too? No, I just missed that scene when I watched it today. I don't know how I missed it. I must have been <laughs> distracted. That was like right at the end. I, I, I thought it ever, I was like, oh, good. Everything ended happy. And nope, I missed that. <laughs> That's how checked out I was by the time, by the time they started talking again, I was like, I don't care about Luke and Lorelai. Uh, well, that's, you know, you're, uh, you know, maybe you're not used to this binge life, but, uh, welcome to the WDWW. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I'm not going to call you that, that name, but <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you for not calling me that name. Nice person. Um, <laughs> no, you know what it is? Like, like I said, and I don't remember if I said this on when we were recording or not, I stopped watching Gilmore girls end of season five, beginning of season six. And I tuned in every now and then for specific episodes. Like when they, they advertised the heck over Jess coming back, you know, yeah. the, why did you drop out a Yale episode? And so I, I tuned back in for that. And then I was just like, ugh. I hate On a fresh new Gilmore Girls. So what, <laughs> what did turn you off? Uh, I think I was just so, because I thought I was identifying with Rory when it was airing. Uh, Rory turning into a spoiled, selfish I didn't understand the words at the time, but the privileged little rich girl that she became Mm -hmm. uh, just really frustrated me, especially like if you, so I was in university from like uh, 95 to 99. So my university days were earlier, but I was still feeling closer to somebody that was, you know, younger than older. Mm -hmm. Um, And I struggled all through university. I fought my way to go and everything. And so that was that spirit of Rory that I understood, you know, the going Mm -hmm. to the school that you can't quite afford, uh, going to school with a bunch of people that are nothing like the people you grew up with kind of a thing. And then when she just starts falling into the lap of luxury and then suddenly feels like she deserves to steal a boat and she deserves all of these things that, she hasn't worked for, she hasn't earned. 
and she's throwing away everything that she's ever cared about. I was just like, I don't, I don't care. I just don't care. Like, I don't, I think I missed most of the whole Luke has a kid thing. And I didn't really understand the two months thing until, um, I went back and and watched it on a rewatch. And then I was like, what is Luke doing? That's not Luke. Like, I remember tuning in for Luke having a cell phone. I remember tuning in for uh, Jess showing up. I remember, you know, there's certain things that I tuned in for. Um, and I don't think I watched much of season seven at all. I was like, well, I mean, if it's not even the same writers, why would I even bother? <laughs> and, you know, I, I I don't know. I'm it's looking not... forward to a change here, quite honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know... It's interesting because when season seven happened, I believe is the same time that season three of Veronica Mars happened. And both of those shows were under the, okay, now we're CW and we have to impose all of these extra rules and, and, and expectations on these already established shows. So they both kind of go through these changes and it's a lot worse on Veronica Mars, in my opinion. (laughs) But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wish I could say there was a definitive moment that you could like with Dexter that you could stop watching Gilmore Girls and it's fine, but there isn't. <laughs> so. Well, on that cheery note, uh, yeah. we are over the two hour mark uh, and uh, I am sorry to everyone about how I don't edit. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, as, a listener, as a listener, I have a pause button. And I can come back to it. So it's fine. Exactly. Uh, There's also times when I like listen to a podcast and I'm like, you know what? Skip, 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 skip. Okay. They're on to something next new in the conversation. Uh, (laughs) And and, that's fine too. Yeah. Yep. That too. Nobody was skipping uh, Stephanie swearing last week though. (laughs) Oh, I'm just, I'm just, I've just had it. I was here cheering while listening to that because I was giving you snaps. I was like, preach it. Thank you. Say it. No, that was Just good. wear a mask, people. I mean, get over yourself. <laughs> uh, as I said in uh, another person's stream the other night, um, I am a person that if my mouth and nose are covered, it can cause panic attacks. I wear a mask. Right. Okay. Right. Like, I can get panic attacks by covering my face. I still wear a mask. So, shut up. Mm-hmm. I'll wear one for thing. 12 hours. Yeah. Uh, you How's can... your skin? Um, mine is okay. It's fine. But I, I do have some coworkers that it breaks their face out. Yeah, I know a lot of people with, like, bruising and breakouts and painful skin and all sorts of problems. And... Yeah, my face will, like, swell up. It, yeah. Yeah, so all of you that don't like wearing a mask or you think you have, I should have the power of choice, shut up. (laughs) There are people who are damaging their faces for you. So, yeah. Anyway, snaps to say, if you want to hear Stephanie's rant, just go back to last. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, next week. What are the next four? Yeah. Oh, this is good. Friday night's all right for fighting. Oh, good. Just fight. Fight. Get it done. Uh, Get it out of the way. Let's see. I'm I'm assuming that this postponing thing is uh, just fine uh, for the time between those two episodes. But I'm assuming 
that Lorelai is going to uh, blow up on Luke about that. Um, I, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, you've been Gilmored? You've been <laughs> Gilmored. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, something's going to happen where... I don't know. Wow. Well, you've been Gilmore. That, I mean, is like the way like um, Emily has uh, manipulates uh, uh, somebody's life, like their life is manipulated in some sort of way or <sighs> that's the best I can do right now. I don't know. We've been going a while. <laughs> okay. A Vineyard Valentine. A Vineyard Valentine. Oh my gosh. This sounds like Richard's, like a Richard and Emily episode. And just that, I mean, they're like, you know what? <laughs> you need a break from all the, all the noise in stars hollow. Now we're just, it's just going to be Richard and Emily, uh, cavorting through Martha's vineyard. You know, they finally got a place. They've been talking about it and they got it. And now, you know, it's just them just relaxing and, you know, meeting other people of their age and just having, you know, polite conversations with them. It's a, it's 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 kind of a weird experimental episode of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> uh, they they went with it. I mean, you got to fill out the entire. I mean, twenty two episodes. Are you kidding me? Anyway. Can I watch that episode? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to opinion spoiler. Here. <laughs> All right, and, br- br- uh, bridesmaids revisited. Bridesmaids, which is a play on Brideshead revisited. Right. So somebody changes their mind about a bridesmaid. Um, hmm. Perhaps either uh, Sookie or maybe Liz gets into some sort of trouble where they get disinvited from the wedding. Uh, that's the that's well. Like I'm gonna say do. it's a wedding that you're. It's an it's a wedding you're not. It's like not on your radar. Oh. Okay. Oh. Wasn't Honor engaged before? So maybe it's Honor and mm-hmm. wh- whoever his face is. And, oh, interesting. Bridesmaids revisited. So maybe I can't imagine she'd make Rory a bridesmaid. She's met her like once. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. know. We'll see. But she invited her on a shopping trip to Bergdorf's. So. Oh, yeah. Well, that means everything. Mm-hmm. It's true. Is that it? That's it. Oh my God! It's a late night, so I'm going to give us. Uh, uh, well, first off, I'm going to say thank you to our guest uh, for coming by and hanging out with us tonight. Uh, and uh, does it does this mean you're not coming back for season seven? Or? Oh, I'll totally come back. <laughs> Are you kidding? Okay, no, okay. No. Um, okay. Actually, I think I would be very sad if season six was my last time on the show. <laughs> Since I I'm now a long-standing guest. <laughs> Yes, all of two times. <laughs> yes, and one live show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I was the uh, the 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 just the yeah. Well, you produced yes. You were in the credits. You know. <laughs> but no, thank you for having me. You know, sometimes <laughs> like when when you're annoyed with things about a show that you love, it's sometimes fun to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yes, uh, thank you for having me. I I do appreciate it. It's. Uh, Oh boy! <laughs> yeah, bring on season seven. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm honestly saying that at this point, but uh, we'll see. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the Paladinos decide that they're going to do their swan song, um, knowing that 
Um, you what know. is going to be their Locutus of Borg episode? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. Fire. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, and Steph, uh, I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. La, 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 Wait, but should it be buzz because it's not good? Ba, 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 ba. Ba. 